podcast ts is who i am trick dot is who i am i thought you were gonna change with this hat shit bro <laughs> this is the first part of the year and we have as you can see we have a nice panel of gentlemen starting with my guy we have eric canada how are you doing eric peace peace what's going on man now what's going on we have my brother another brother of ours we have um chris white what's going on what's going on it's been a long time bro oh yeah no. yeah yeah i said it's the top of the year i'm pretty sure they running around hey y'all going in y'all pass 100 right now right oh yeah 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 we have yeah, yeah. so it's, it's a must <laughs> it's a must yes That's most right definitely then we have another another brother we have jay cook what's going on jay cook how you doing hey peace kings thank y'all for having me Nah, no doubt, most man. Definitely, look, most definitely. Look, man, we, we had to start the year off correct. Um, we wanted to make sure that, you know, Trey and I were talking off scenes, and we were already kind of planning this before the year end, but we wanted to make sure we started off with a panel of gentlemen. Um, that's when, that's in, you know, multiple different businesses. Everybody have, everybody is serial entrepreneurs. Everybody is multiple different, ha your hands in multiple different pots. So we wanted to make sure that we talked to gentlemen that's just like us, that look like us, that move like we do, and everybody don't think the same. So everybody gonna bring a great, um, you know, have a great discussion on on the different topics, man. But first, mental check. How is everyone doing? Twenty twenty four, you know, dot. How you how you feeling? How's everything going? Oh, this is gonna be a great year for me. I'm feeling wonderful, <laughs> phenomenal, my brother. <laughs> I ain't about to start with your shit. Yeah, <laughs> nah, he supposed to jump off like that. He supposed to jump off like that. Yeah, sensational when all I, things come together. It's I lovely. love, I love how subliminal and and non subliminal my brother is. I like that, man. Love the is love. Is doing love good. is love. The love is love. Yo, even been doing good. Listen, listen. Even uh -huh. Jay Cook smiling. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. You know, hey, you know it's a new year. Trey showing all his top roll of his damn teeth. Yeah. All that oh. damn smiling, man. Hey, they, they might not last forever. Smile, my nigga. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I was looking. I thought if he was doing the transition fade, I'd jump on this all silver. I was like, <laughs> oh, what a transition. <laughs> oh, no. Nah, he about to. That's that's I think that is the transition. Shoot. I might oh. I might I might have to cut it down soon though. I might have to cut it down soon. Oh, that means two things happening. Yep. <laughs> one one of two things, both. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yo, yeah, e, yeah. how's everything, man? How how you been feeling? How's your mental health? How's things going, my brother? Yo, everything good, man. I can't complain. I'm I'm uh looking forward to 2024. I feel like we about to see some uh some real things come to light. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it started at the end of 2023, but uh, 2024, I feel like a lot of things is about to be 
brought to light. So I'm excited. Yo, let me let me just quick rundown. E E gonna get mad at me. E is like he's my brother, like that's family, but he's also like my mentor. You know what I mean? He, don't, he, he just like me. I mentor other people and I, and I act like I'll be like, I'm not a mentor and I don't want to tell people that. I'll be telling y'all, don't call me your mentor. That's my mentor. That guy has pushed me to do a lot of things that I would normally would not do in business. And we've ran a business together and he told me, shut this shit down. Go do your own thing because this is bullshit that we doing right now. <laughs> like, that's a like, lesson, man. And that's only based on different partners we, we had. And he was like, yo, shut enough of this. He was like, yo, T.S., you you really the face of this. Go do that over here, over there. I'm still going to be here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and we've been rocking, what, for years now, bro? It's been. Well, look, let me let me, let me me throw this in here. What What is the problem with being called a mentor? Because I call Dub my mentor all the time. Yo, what, it's just, what is the it's problem just because, with being called a mentor? You know what it is? You know what it is, bro? It's because it's, it's, it's still a little bit of ego and a little bit of we are similar in age. So. We it's hard to think that way in mentorship because when you think of mentor, I think of someone drastically older than me. You know what I'm saying? And or, that's mis and that's that's miseducated and misinformed because we should yeah. be all educated and uplifting each other though. That's, that's just a word. I know it's just a word, but it's still it's still a but it, but it's just still a that's how he feels. <laughs> that's how I feel. Like that, yeah, that's yeah, I mean, mean I get it. That's how I, think, I feel I, about it. I mean, because I, think I mentor it's people. I mentor I think people. It's dope. That's dope. And it's dope to celebrate each other also. True. I, I, I mentor people and they tell me the same thing. And I be like, yo, I'm just, yo, I'm here to pass information. I don't really, I just start embracing the mentor piece. Oh, I man. just start embracing. Go ahead with the humble rumble. And the man. humbleness too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the humble you're rumble, my brother man. and I'm passing off knowledge, I'm passing off knowledge to my brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not yeah. even a thing of, you know, mentoring. It's just like, yo. You know, I got this jewel. You could use this jewel. Let me pass it off to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's facts. That's facts. I'm, yeah. I run a lot of major situations through E. And he don't, sometimes he know it or he don't know it. I'll call him and just start talking. And then let me hear his response. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. when his response happened, I'll be like, oh, okay. All right, I'm on the right path. Or he, he like, that's why I like the dynamic because we have people around us that'll tell you that's some bullshit. <laughs> like nah, don't I don't, I don't like it's that. It's a blessing to have those idea. people around you. Oh my god, different? it is because most people don't. And the oh. next thing you know, they're doing some bullshit. And the next <laughs> thing you know, they're trying to figure out, man, I should have asked you. I should have said something. Yeah, you you should have. But right. go and finish your roll call because you was asking. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So Jay Jay Cook, how about yourself, my brother? How how's your mental health? How's everything going for you? How you feeling in twenty twenty four? I'm doing good, man. 2023 was an awesome year, especially the last six months, uh, six months of the year. Okay. So I'm excited about 2024, man. Got a lot of stuff brewing, man. I, I always have ideas. So uh, Trey will tell you that. And I, I'm always thinking about okay. something. Well, I'm going to, I'm I'm as we introduce some people, I'm just going to throw this stuff out by him. Like before I even met him, there was a site, um, a Carolina Blue site that had all the videos of all the North Carolina artists, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody knew who did it. It's just every Carolina video was on one page. Shit was dope. That shit helped like all the artists. It really helped the culture. This nigga did it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I knew him before I knew he did it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Up. He didn't want credit for it, nothing. Just did it. And it, it, it was powerful for the scene. And that's basically him. You know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah. Talks a lot of shit. He jokes a lot, man, but a very, very kind-hearted brother. Always showed me love. I never really officially met him. We just 
knew each other when we first saw each other. It was just cool. Right. <laughs> always had, I've always had respect for him. It's always a mutual respect, and I always told him I wanted to have him on the show. And it's been like a year since I said it, but we right. here now. We here now. We're gonna yeah, keep yeah. it moving. We had Word. to grow. We had to continue growing this before we yeah, start really bringing in, bringing in people, man. And then we have Chris White. How are you doing, brother? How is your twenty twenty four? How you feeling? Like, how you doing, hey, my guy? Hey, man, I'm excited. I'm um, eager uh, because this is the year of uh, being unapologetically intentional. Facts. And let Indeed. me just throw this out there because people think when you say self-care, you're being selfish. But self-care ain't selfish. You need so much self-care, especially as a black man. And this these days and times that you need to really find a way to focus on your goals, what you're setting out to do your personal space, <laughs> your it's equilibrium. Nice. You need to be intentional about that. So the year is jumping off phenomenally and uh, it's piggybacking off of what the infrastructure I set up for 2023 and it's just growing, evolving into what it's supposed to be. So I'm excited. I love Mondays, but you know, know Mondays are like black men. Everybody hate Mondays, right? Nah, nah, I, I, mean, right. <laughs> I, I love Mondays, man. Too. <laughs> I love Mondays because that's when it, it's time to get busy. That's a fact. I mean, yo, we can start start all. It's funny that you even said that self care, so because that's literally no BS. That's the first oh, topic. let's get it. <laughs> that's the first topic. So, the so first it. topic of the, of the show is um balance. What does that mean mm -hmm. to you all? And do you have a work life balance? Mm. Anybody? You know what's funny about the work life balance? You have to balance so many things. It's not just work, and it's not just. You know, when you say life, some people tend to think of your marriage. Right. If you're married or your right. relationship, you thinking mm -hmm. that balance and that respect and you're thinking about work. Well, if you're a business owner mm -hmm. and you're a mentor, sometimes you're in the mix of maybe five to 10 to 20 or 100 other lives. Yes, you are. And you're trying to help balance some of those lives out. Why at the same time, I'm the type of person, if I teach you, it's reinforcing what I know. Right. So when I have kids that come through my mentoring program, so if you didn't know, I have a mentoring program called Made for Success. And it's an acronym for Make a Difference Every Day for Success. So we have kids from 12 to 22. And we have mental health advocates that I coach and train to become those peer support specialists for those kids in that age group. Because kids listen, listen to their peers. Yep. They'll hear me as an adult. But unless I got something that's really, really engaging and locking them in, they're going to get bored. And you know, attention spans are like nanoseconds. So you have to have things in place to keep that attention because that's the most expensive commodity on the planet, which is attention. Yeah, I agree. So, um, but trying to find that balance really is a, a huge juggling act because your wife is going to, my wife, I've been married 21 years. My wife is going to want a certain amount of time. My kids, 18 and 19, want a certain amount of time. And it's time, like, even now, this is a Polaroid snapshot. We can't get this time back. Nope. So the time that we spend on this podcast, we can't get that back. So we have to be present and really focus on the fact that we're being present in what we're doing at all times. So that balance, it, it can be shaky at times. Right. No, I definitely so agree. For me, and I'm speaking for me. <laughs> I definitely agree. I've been having um a hard time even as the year progress, as the year start, on figuring out a balance for myself. Just just so I can have some me time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Just just a moment, just a nanosecond of personal 
time because I'm just saying both multiple businesses um, and we're you know, wife and I moving into some other things. And then, you know, like you said, I have to have a little bit of time for the wife, had that time for the wife, my boys. I have two young boys, you know, eight and 13. So got to have time for them. Yeah. They don't believe in nothing about personal space. <laughs> and then I have a 23 year old daughter who shockingly, she wants daddy time. Like, as soon as I'm done with this, I'm going to hang out with her. So it's right. like, yo, you got it's 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 a it's a juggling act. Um, but I think I think my goal this year is to find just more time for myself to just do, yeah. do myself. I mean, I don't know how you guys look at it as well. Jump well, in there, man. Can I ask Jay? Let me ask mm -hmm. Jay a question. Mm -hmm. When was the yeah, last time you did something specifically for you? Not the fam, not anybody else. I don't care if it was minute or something great. When was the last time you treated yourself? Man, it's been a while. I'm be I'm be honest with you. Most of my spare time is uh, spent in the gym. That's where I, I decompress. Um, that's something me and Trey have in common. Um, that's my favorite thing to do when I need my me time. Um, and of course, I sneaker shop just like most men. So I do that a lot by myself. But um, other than that, man, I'm, I'm running a business. I'm working in corporate America. I'm raising two kids. I have a wife. So it's hard to find that balance. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, I work from home three days a week. So you find yourself working when you're not supposed to be working or right. you're working on your side venture. So it's definitely a, a difficult situation to navigate. I'm not going to lie to you. How about you, E? What you thinking? I mean, uh. I definitely agree with Chris in terms of life and balance. I feel like life is balance. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't have too much of one or too much of another, you know what I'm saying? Rain, sun, you know, whatever, everything in life is balanced. That's a fact. And I know for me, sometimes, you know, having a lot going on, I'll feel a little shift to the left or shift to the right. And I just automatically just, stop and take that me time. You know what I'm saying? And it could be simple. It could be, you know, I'm about to walk up in this movie theater. I don't even know what's playing, but you know what I'm saying? I'm going <laughs> to sneak yeah. in some candy from the dollar store and just sit there for two hours <laughs> and decompress. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we definitely got to take that me time as serious. Yeah, that's true. I've, I've witnessed that. I've called you and you're like, yo, I was at the theater. I'm like, this yeah, I told my wife two weeks ago, right? I said, when American Fiction comes out, I want to go check it out with Jeffrey Wright. Mm -hmm. I just want to see, because that's the day and age we're living in right now where people want the buffoonery. Yeah. They don't want the real. Yeah. They want, we live in, uh, y'all, we probably all old enough to remember Superman growing up, right? Yeah. Totally different right. than Superman now, Superman now. But that was an <laughs> episode where they had, the backward Superman, it was called Bizarro Land. Mm -hmm. And Bizarro Land, everything was backwards. Instead yep. of flying forward, he flew backwards. Instead of doing things the right way, he did things the wrong way. But that's the world we live in right now. Oh, this place we live in Bizarro Land. This place is fully shenanigans right now. <laughs> right? So <laughs> when he was saying um, that he just dips off to the movies, I'm like, yeah, I'll go to the movies by myself in a heartbeat. I know it's playing. Let's go. Yeah, go to the Dollar Tree, get some Twizzlers, and boom. No doubt. <laughs> I do the same thing, too, but I haven't done it in a while. I used to definitely go to the movies. I know Trey does that a lot, too. I'll talk to him, and he'll be like, oh, I just left the film. I'm like, bro, I don't care. 
because I want to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, for me, it's different because you know, you fellas that are married, you have your lady with with you. You know, I'm transitioning into a situation, so I try to do things to keep my mind entertained and you know keep my mind engaged. You know, that's what kind of got me back into doing music, man. It keeps me engaged. I get to put my thoughts down. But even with self-care, man, I could do a better job communicating with my support system that's around me because I still fall off a little bit, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in my isolation things. And, you know, that's something I'm going to work on this year. I mean, even though I don't think I'm bad at it, I'm not good at it either. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 the weakness. It's almost like going to the gym. You got a certain body part you want to work on a little bit more. Mentally, that's something I got to work on a little bit more. I mean, me and Kate spoke on a couple situations that uh you know put me through a couple things man but it's still an overthinking thing and i i gotta listen to myself more yeah you, I, gotta, I, tr you gotta trust yourself more you know what i'm saying really yeah because because what typically ha typically happens is that self-doubt creeps in yeah. and you start questioning all of your judgment calls and then you go down this rabbit hole yeah and that rabbit hole would take you to a place where you say ah I worry yeah. about it later. Then, that, then it creates procrastination. Yeah, and when yes. you self when all you, day, all day, all day. Know, That's I mean, the problem. I, That's I the problem. fall into that from time to time where I overthink things, and then next you know I procrastinate on it. I'm not completing it because I'm already overthinking it, or I'll move on to something else and never fully completed that one task. You know what I mean? And um, I think I I know that come that that happens. Actually, that happened last night. Then I end up being up to almost three in the morning finishing up something that I could have finished a long time ago, <laughs> but <laughs> because I was overthinking and procrastinating, now I'm up. Think, think, think about what you, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you're fine, go ahead. But, but think about what you just said. Mm -hmm. Usually you get to a certain place that you want to be at because you chose to be uncomfortable. Right. You have to be in uncomfortable situations to get to places that you really desire to go. Well, so sure. when you don't want to do that, like I go in, I don't like doing leg day. I hate leg day. I'm thinking, man, I know I ain't gonna be able to walk for a while. I'll be shake with the shakes, shaking over here like booty meat because I'm doing <laughs> tremens and stuff. Like, man, but I need to do it. I need to force myself to do it because it's gonna help me later on. Right. So when we even force our kids or even our close friends, the people that we're close to, force them to do those things that are uncomfortable because it's gonna put you in a place that you really wanna be. When you're uncomfortable, you're gonna do things to change that situation. The AC went out in the house, did not wanna spend $7,500 to put a new unit in the house, but 106 degrees will make you change that perspective pretty quickly. Yeah. So this, you're gonna spend the 70 whatever, cause it's cheaper than the 13,000. Yeah. So whenever you don't feel like doing something, that's when you need to do it. Uh, hey, it's good to know I ain't the only one with this homeowner BS went through that yeah. same mess a couple that's, of times. That's, that's crazy. I had, to, I had to do it a few years ago when I had nobody to talk to about it. Like, nobody knew what I was saying. <laughs> now, years later, everybody went through it. Yep, I called him when, my, when mine went out. I called him. I said, bro, I said, my darn, hey, my darn heat went out. It's cold in the house. I'm looking at the wife. She's looking at me like, what were you doing? I'm like, oh. how How cold was it when yours went out? Yo, it was uh, me. It was again the house. It got about it got about fifty something, like four, like fifty, like low. 50. Oh, even when it's sixty, my, is uncomfortable. Yeah, nah. You just when my like it. when mine went out, it was like twenty degrees outside. Nah, no, wow. So that means it was about forty degrees in the crib. No, it take it takes time. Yeah, 
And you you get a little cocky. You be like, oh, I could wait yeah. a couple days. You get cocky. Then you go to sleep and wake up. You in an ice box. You know what I'm saying? Because it takes time to get cold because you, you're still insulated. My family yeah. would not let that happen. You got my youngest son walking around. It's cold, daddy. My oldest son, dad, what we doing? It's cold. <laughs> Here go my wife. You ain't going to use the extra blanket trying to be like in the middle. I'm like, yo, fam, let's call the people, but, man. You see what y'all saying, though? But think about it. everything that y'all are saying. It comes back to it falls on you regardless. Oh, yeah. As right. the man, it all, all the pressure. Oh, yeah. If you have the money or you don't. What needs to be fixed, if you know how to fix it or you don't, don't. it still falls on you, daddy, yeah. daddy, baby, oh, what yeah. we doing? Yeah. And that's when, you know, it's a it's a cat out there. He's a, His name is Dax. And I came across him by accident. He's an artist. He's a rap artist. And he has this song called um, What It's Like to Be a Man. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a country song. Mm -hmm. But when you listen, he has an entire album that's dedicated to the different areas of mental health, addiction, alcoholism, mental health, depression. God, he has an album. And that's how I found him by accident. I heard this song and he was talking some real stuff about what it's like to go through all the pressures of just being a man. Now you talk about being a black man and having all these responsibilities and nobody even cares if you're okay. They just know something, I need a result needs to happen. They need a, a solution. Right. Whatever you gotta do, they need that solution. Right. And it falls on you. And I'm telling my son, he's 19, that your sister's 18, you're 19. As a young man, you're great looking, uh, you have a great head on your shoulders. There's a lot of things that are going to be thrust on those big shoulders of yours and going to be expected of you that's not going to be expected of your sister. Your sister is beautiful. Some guy is going to want to take care of your sister. Yeah, You're going to be expected to take care of someone's lady yep. or someone's daughter. I said, so I'm not raising you to be my son. You're my son. I'm raising you to be somebody's father, somebody's husband. You're going to be in a position where you're probably going to go into business or you're going to follow this entertainment thing as far as you want to take it. Right. And those responsibilities are going to fall on you. So I'm just segueing into that because with those things that need to be done, those pressures fall on you as the man. And most oh, yeah. people bottle that up and they keep it to themselves and they either self-medicate or mm -hmm. they find some other non-positive outlet to let those frustrations manifest themselves. Right. Well, and to, as to, a therapist, it's like, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what Boy, I want to say, it's, it's a topic me and she has kind of talked about, but it's nothing that we discussed officially since you're saying about things being dependent on the man and the man having to hold things down. But there's a current climate to where the conversation is of how useless we are so many Ooh. times with women that goes viral. Yeah. And I wanted to ask, you know, especially married men, how do you feel about women trying to downplay marriage, trying to downplay uh, relationships and trying to downplay our value? And, you know, Jay, I brought your name up because I told my man, I said, I'm going to ask Jay this shit because Jay got a family newly married and he made transformation in his life I'm proud of. I want to see what he kind of feels about that topic. You, everybody, you everybody. Yeah, not I mean, really, it's, it's a... not really new, new, but he's new to where he wants to take yeah. a picture of his wife every two days and shit. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, new, yeah, new. Yeah. 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 That's no, 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 no. <laughs> Stop it, man. My, I, I'm, ten, I'm 10 years in, man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 10 years in, and, and okay. you know, in the good times, okay. and, and the, and the good times, you know, your, your partner is your best friend. So we actually have these conversations about how the world depicts us as black men and how most of us are low lives in their uh, low lives. Yeah. 
and their opinion. And, and I know it's not that. Um, we It's a lot of Black men that I'm connected with who do great things in the communities, take care of their families, and no one ever talks about it. So it's hard for me to see that depicted in the media. Um, I know that most of the dads are coaches. Uh, some of them are teachers. Some of them are philanthropists. Some of them are mentors. We do a lot in the community that is not spoken of, and it hurts my heart when I see mainstream media actually depict us as being nobodies. You get what I'm saying? Mm. It's podcasting. Yeah, that's, that's the that's sad great. part about it. It's podcasting. It's it. You know, I'm, I've been doing podcasting for a long time. Chris, you have as well. The problem is this. You have a bunch of new podcasts with a bunch of um, panderers. We call it pander bearism. Yeah, yeah. So it's easy to obtain a followership by shitting on men, just like it's easy to obtain a followership by shitting on women. Indeed. All I know is brothers that's married or not married taking care of their kids or other kids or nieces and nephews. Right. You know what I'm saying everyone on this on this has mentored a niece, a nephew who helped them or been a part of their lives who or have kids that handle all I know is good dudes. When I hear this black now, do we know some shitty black men? Yes. Of course, of course. But the sad part is, man, it's it's also what people attract. Sometimes we attract shitty women. Yeah. You know I, mean? yeah. I, I yeah. went through my shitty woman phase. You know <laughs> most, what I mean? Most, oh my God. <laughs> I went through, I married one that I knew. We both, her and I knew we wasn't, we shouldn't have got married, my first marriage. We both knew that shit. We got married for all the wrong reasons. Now, my current wife, we're, we're 11 years in. We did. Yeah. We, it was, it was a way, it's different. The, the, you know what I mean? Like, that's the, yeah. that's the issue. What you going to say, Chris? Uh, you know, it's funny we talking about this because I had this conversation yesterday. The wrong woman can destroy a king. Hell yeah. Most definitely. The wrong woman can destroy a king. You bring the wrong woman into the right situation and she's broken. One thing about being broken, you can't fix what's broken. It's not your job to fix what's broken. It's her job to work on or his job to work on what's broken. A lot of childhood trauma uh, in black and men of color that I deal with, and I say men of color because a lot of my clients are not just black men. They're now Hispanic, they're Asian, they're Sikh, they're Punjab, and I'm blessed that I have such a diverse makeup of clients now, but we all have the same thing in common. If you marry the, or you in a, an arranged situation and you're with the wrong person who's not supportive, who's not into that growth mentality, you're dead in the water. You just don't know it yet. But are we, like are we talking to chess. our children about this? Me and Chester have talked about it several times, but I always I, ask, I want men to kind of speak on They have that. to be at a certain age. I think they have yes. to be at a certain age of clarity because as a child, you're going to see things from a child's point of view. As a young adult, you're going to have a perspective that's different than that child. So my son is 19, and I take him around, and I introduce him to different people. And I say, hey, you know what I do? You know that I get paid to critically listen to people for a living, right? So I have to be cognizant of what I say in response to what they're telling me. I say, but I also come across those who are very intelligent. I come across those who are faking the intelligence, thinking that they know something and they don't. And I just, I like to be entertained sometimes. I just sit back and I listen and I let them go. Right. I'm like, you, you don't really know what the fuck you talking about. But I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> I'm gonna give you some gas and let you go. And then I'm gonna find a creative way 
of educating you on how to properly do, properly do something. So what I'm trying to expose him to is different people, different women, different types of women. I said, everybody's not going to have your best interests at heart. You're not going to meet, you're probably not going to meet someone like your mother, but I hope you do. She's different. I think that generation, what, what is it? Uh, generation, uh, not alpha, that's the seven-year-olds, but what is it? Generation Z that we're yeah, in now? Like that. With these yeah, yeah. kids that are 15 to 20 right now. Right. I kind of feel sorry for these kids because they're going to run into these toxic kids of these toxic parents that don't know anything but a broke mentality. Right. And they're going to see you as a come up. Right. Because I would look at you. I'm, I grew up in Fifth Ward. You used to have to be so hyper-aware of your surroundings. You become ingrained into what's happening. You can feel the vibe, and if you need to dip, you dip. But my kids didn't grow up in that situation. Nope. They're comfortable. They, yep. they think they're rich. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, me and your mom good. Y'all y'all ain't rich. Y'all ain't but me and your mom. <laughs> oh my but God. so without having to grow up and having to acquire that type of awareness, it's like trying to get them up to speed on how – quickly people can size you up assess your situation and then try to move to take advantage of you yeah, so if you got a girl who's sharp mm -hmm. i got a little girl in my program she's 13 mm -hmm. but then hey she might as well be 28 she moves that fast and i'm like whoa i need to start a whole girls group just for you right. because you need a lot of work i met a mother and i'm saying to myself you got broken people having kids who are in broken relationships and these kids are growing up thinking that's normal. What I know, that's abnormal. Right. What I'm trying to provide for my kids is a totally different platform. And thankfully, we've been blessed enough to be able to do that. But you're going to encounter these people in everyday life. And when you talk about, you said you had a panel of black men. I had this conversation before, and I say, it's a difference between black people and niggas. Oh, yeah. And people said, yeah. what the hell? And this was in front of a, a principal. And she said, oh, she got nervous. I say, what you don't understand, you think I'm talking about black people still, don't you? Mm -hmm. It's some white niggas, it's Asian niggas, it's Mexican niggas, it's Punjab, it's everything. Listen, you got that messed up mentality? Guess what? It's there. And they have to fix that. So when you start going through your progressions and you elevate yourself and you want to grow, like you said, e, uh, Sean, you've been married 11. Mm -hmm. uh, Jay, you've been married 10. E, e are you married? Nah. nah my so, Trey, are you are you engaged or anything? You mean me or Trey? No, you. I'm sorry. Oh, e, uh, e. Nah, 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 nah. I'm, I'm, I'm still on the hunt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Trey, so right now is you and then Trey. Trey is found. Jay is 10. Sean is 11. I'm 21 years deep in this. Yep. Um, I, I never would have imagined that. Dog, I come from a college where you being the man, you got your pick of whatever. So it's like you, you, you. Hey, 311. We that's what we hit it. You, you, you. Let's go. Yeah. So as you grow through that immature phase and you start looking for that one, and you finally found that one. You praying that it worked out the way you want it to and hope it should. But like like Sean said, you have one that you married and you like, oh man, 
What did I, how long were you married in that situation? Oh, just John? a year. Just a year. Wait, a year? It took you a how, Wait, how long were y'all together, though? We was together like five. Five <laughs> years, and it took one year of marriage and being totally engulfed, engaged with one another to realize this is a bad decision. Yeah. You know, it, it, was, it was funny, and I don't mind. I'm very transparent. We were driving to North Carolina to look at our apartment because we were trans moving from Florida to North Carolina. And um, on the way back to Florida, she was like, she looked at me, Sean, we, I wasn't ready. We shouldn't have got married. I said, I said wait a minute, after y'all got married? Yeah, yeah, that was after we got married. We was literally probably, we was, we, we were probably married two months and we was doing a train, um, we were moving. And she said, um, she was like, Sean, um, she looked at me, Sean, I don't think, I wasn't ready. We shouldn't have got married. I said I wasn't ready neither. <laughs> like, I, like I what looked at her. I thought we did it. Then? We did it out of. We both felt like we did it out of obligation. The only thing was good was sex. That was it. Nothing else was good. I was about making my money. She was overly jealous. But I've always like I do my current. I didn't. I do what I do with my current wife now. I include her. I didn't include my ex wife in nothing. So it was always in the dark. Yo, I got chicken. Just deal with that. You know, you don't have to worry for nothing. Don't don't worry about what my business is, what I'm doing over here. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm Word. I've flipped it. I include my wife on what we do. Uh she's she's um she's co-owner on two businesses with me. When I go to business meetings, she's included, she knows what goes on. This podcast network, she co-owns with me. She's working on different um sponsorship opportunities. It's like, yo, I changed the whole and I didn't base everything on just uh uh, physical interaction, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, yeah. it has it has to be more than just a physical interaction. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and then we that. was young. Me and my ex wife, we were young at the time, volatile. You know, not fit, not not physical, but just mental. We were mentally volatile to one another. Wasn't hmm. good. That was a stupid decision. But you're young. You in your twenties. You you thinking out of obligation. You got to do some things. And it wasn't five years. It was um four years. So three years okay. together, one year married. You know I had a hey, Sean, Sean, I got a question yeah. for you, man. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, how does that pain of that previous relationship uh, affect the marriage that you're in right now? It did at first. It did at first during the dating phase. During the dating right. phase, because my ex-wife just wasn't, she wasn't good with paying bills. She wasn't good with doing stuff like, or or she would take money and just go do some other shit with it. And I'm trusting you to handle this stuff. Like, yo, I'm bringing in the chicken go do this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go make sure this, that, and the third. So if my, my current wife, when we were dating, when we moved in one another, when if she dropped the ball on something, the first thing I went to was that previous situation. Mm. That was the first thing. I literally, yeah. it took us to literally separate. We separated, I helped her move into her own apartment, everything I paid for it, set her up. And I was in my own place. And, and, and it took me that situation to realize, oh shit, this is different. This woman, you know what I mean? Like I'm looking at it in a different frame, a different phase. And once I figure that out, because I'm I'm very self-aware. I check myself before before I before I, you know what I mean, before I just totally self-destruct. And um, I just checked myself about that. And her and I sat down, we had a conversation, and we really talked, and then um I realized what I was doing wrong. And and she forgave me. The great thing is she forgave me because she could have just kept it moving. You know what I'm Wait, saying? So like you acknowledge what you were doing wrong. Yes, I acknowledge exactly what I was doing wrong. 
Yeah, she could have left me. She could have literally left me. At that time, my wife would tell you, she was like, yo, she fucking couldn't stand me, but she loved me. She couldn't stand my attitude, but she loved me. And she understood. She, and, and, and yo, bro, I was broke as shit by that time. We done had a divorce. I done lost mad money. I've been audited by the government. I was, it was no reason for yeah. her to stick around, dog. And she did. You know that's, what I mean? That's a different level of commitment and being disciplined to the fact that this is for better or for worse. Right. That's and real. We, when we weren't married though. We weren't even married yet. No kids, no nothing. Right. We were just dating. And yeah, but it's she, easy to it's easy to self-sabotage your blessing. You yes, know, and is. I've I've done it a lot in my life. Hell, I've done it recently. You know what I'm saying? And then you wake up one day and you be like, yo, I I can't lose this, man. And you just do what you gotta do to maintain what makes sense. This is that why, overthinking, why, man. Huh? Why, 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 why do you think you were in a self-sabotaging stage, bro? Come on, man. You know the answer to this stuff, man. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, because hey, there's some people out there that don't realize they may yeah, be Somebody need to hear this, man. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. I'll just try to make y'all laugh, man. I'm talking shit. Um, nah, it's just fear of failure, fear of falling. You know what I'm saying? Fear okay. of having everything you wanted and fucking it up. Okay. You know what I'm that, saying? And and, and fear, 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 fear of being that person you're telling other people not to be. You know what I'm saying? And I'm one day sure. you wake up and it's like, yo, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this just makes sense. This woman thinks I'm the greatest man alive and I'm sitting there worried about failing. And while you're doing that, a whole week can go by. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Y'all not in the same city. Nah, man, we we you know, we nah, we're on different yep. coasts. So, <laughs> but that's even but what he, I, what I wanted to acknowledge was that that makes it even worse. Not really, that, not really, that compounds not really. it. Nah, let's throw this throw the silliness out the window. We're on different coasts, so it, it, it gets to a point of where I was overthinking so many things, things got drawn out. Then I got to a point of where you know what, I'm gonna make this part official. I'm gonna get this ring. I'm gonna fix everything else after that, and. That's how I, that's how it came about, and I just felt like a big weight was just taken off of my back, and then there's still work to do, but you know I just felt like a weight was taken off my back because I know there was a certain level of um tension within that because mm. you know she's big on commitment, you know I'm not anti commitment, I want to be able to say you're saying 21, he's saying 11, he's saying 10 years, like my man's still on the hunt, I ain't on the hunt, but I can't give y'all no years, right. I want to say that. <laughs> Yo, the great thing is, is though, though, Trey, when even about your situation, I don't know how much you talked to Jay Cook, but I know how much you talked to myself and Chris. That's the great thing about it. You got two, you got people in your circle that you can go to and indirectly or directly have a conversation about things because we both see it in a different way. And then, then sit down and be like, you know what? I was tripping. Because I know if, I know Chris is like me, we not going to sugarcoat it for you. We gonna keep it a buck for you. No, nah, I want to say we gonna we gonna be on your side, and we are gonna tell you on some bullshit. You know yeah, what I mean? Hey, this is real. To back to back. The, well, I ain't gonna say it. <laughs> to piggyback off, sure. listen. The pause. Yeah, button, yeah, yeah, yeah. The people yeah. <laughs> you already messed up earlier up. with that booty yeah, yeah. shit. <laughs> so, Jay, the the best situation to be in, honestly, is for your lady to have access to your support system. Because if when y'all get into that stage of where things are looking funny or feeling funny, she already knows who you're going to go to. If she has access to them, then guess what? Not saying that she needs to be calling and doing things like that, but it's going to get to a point where she's going to have her group of friends or her support system. They need to be on your team. 
because she's going to tell him, well, he's not doing this and he's not doing that. Girl, we need a reality check because he needs to be, he's doing the best that he can be doing right now. And the same thing with her. And what I found out over these last 20 something years, my wife is a, um, she's a forced extrovert, meaning that she's really an introverted person. And she's a former D1 athlete, Olympics, all that stuff. But she's really, I'd rather be in the house chilling to myself with my family. But I force her and she works for the government, which forces her to be in charge of other people and uh, in charge of men, especially. It's t it takes a different mindset to be in charge of 200 men then to come back and you're not in charge in your household because your husband is <laughs> yeah, in I charge. Get it, I get it. And oh, so it, it, it's, it's the dynamics of a marriage. It, Jay's is different. Sean's is different. He's course, been somewhere course, I haven't been because he's in his second. So I'm like, I'm sitting here looking at this 21 and I'm like, man, I never would have thought I'd be married a year. Here I am going. Well, I mean, I never, I never, I never thought I would consider doing it again. And my dynamic, I don't know anyone that has a situation, the long distance and economic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But there's other elements I can get from other people that, you know, I need to hear. Even if it's something I already got up here, sometimes you just need to activate your hard drive again. And Jay, yeah. you was giving to say something a minute ago. Go ahead and say what you're gonna say. I, I think that, like, even with you, man. Um, you say I post my wife. No, I, I was I joking with my, you, bro. No, 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 I, no, no, no. I, I be hating. No, I'm. Just, I be hating. I be hating because I don't. No, no, no. This is the I thing. You don't. You don't realize the messages that you send me and said this is what I love, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. I enjoy seeing the growth. Oh, that I do, goes I do. a long way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. Like, I do. I might not necessarily hear it from my partners. You know what I mean, but to hear to hear yeah, from yeah. somebody I respect, um, it, it's big to me. Like literally, you've been a lifeline. So whenever it gets to that point to where you're serious but you're having problems, we're all are here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I feel that. I feel and, that. And, and even not just for the problems, because there's yeah, gonna sure. be a lot of good times that you like. Yes, sir. Man. Like yes, like sir. you you Sean was cracking on. Man, he take pictures of his wife every, you you know every two days. <laughs> but yeah. hey, listen, I'm I in said, photography I said it, studio. I and said I shoot everybody my wife it. all the time. Me yeah. too. <laughs> and so it's like, man, if you can find that, that's you know what it says in the Bible: "He who finds a wife finds a good thing." It's it's I never really took that serious. But it's a real thing, especially yeah, none of us now that I counsel men who are going through really bad relationships or divorce or have been divorced and they don't know how to cope with that situation of losing that person that they believed in and invested in. Because American relationships, period, is a huge investment. Yeah, yeah. It's an investment of emotional content. It's an investment of the physical not to mention the financial, but it's spiritual. It's all encompassing. So when you lose that or you, that's cut out and it's intentional and nine times out of 10 it's, is, is bitter. It can be draining and yeah. it can really mess with your psyche. Okay. So that's all I'm saying. So whenever y'all get to that position where you start questioning certain things, man, drop a line, holler at somebody, even cats. I, I have, mentors that have been married 40 plus and i'm like man ain't no i can't even imagine you've been married longer than i've been alive this is crazy mm -hmm. so to see that lets you know that you've gone through every stage because right now jay is at 10 and sean is at 11 with with his second wife i've learned that there's different phases that you go through in marriage oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, definitely. you get to the phase, the one phase where it almost feels like your roommates. Yeah, and, and I had this conversation last night. So, uh, my my daughter just turned nineteen. She just started college, and it's like now you have to learn to date each other again. That the normal responsibilities that you had before are, are no longer there. So now you got to figure out how to fill that gap, that oh, space, that time, that empty nester. That yeah, yeah. So what you saying it just hit home, and like thank you for the invite. We had this conversation last night. You hear me? So yeah, that's, that's definitely real, man. Yo, E, let me ask you a question. You said you in the game. Um, yeah. What What do you find it different out here dating? Because yo, you dating in a pool of shenanigans. So what, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what What do you finding out within this in in this world right now? Hey, hey E, before you answer that, tip, what 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 uh, state you in? I'm in Atlanta. Okay, Atlanta. okay, okay. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Please inform us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like social media's her and like honestly i say the black family structure period when i look at social media and the influence that it has on, on a lot of men and women and the list you know what i'm saying the yo you could take it here but you can't take it here and you gotta make this and that and i feel like nowadays it's different and uh it's hard for men and women to live up to these standards that we're, we're, we're placing on each other mm. you know at, at, you know men are looking for you know instagram models and the women are looking for the you know six figure you know just i i forgot what uh what, what my man called them the High valued. High value, man. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Hard. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but yo, you move around. I know how you move around. I know how you do. I know you're being coy. Like, how do you like personally? Like, how are you maneuvering dealing with dating or uh, or you know, figuring out what you want to do? Cause I know, you know, with yourself. Honestly, me personally. I'm kind of on hiatus, you know what I'm saying? Just to work on things that I need to work on, you know, to be that better person for whoever I end up with in the future, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, that's kind of my situation right now. And it's got to be that's, expensive. <laughs> What's that's, that's dope, though. That's dope, though, what you said. The reason why I say that is because when I took the time to better myself, you know, not just in the gym or whatever, just to try to better myself as a person, that's when, you know, my situation kind of fell in my lap. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we attract so you want to look kind of off. Nah, I didn't ever think I would be in all. I used to talk shit about marriage and all of that, man. Like, I <laughs> like T.S. know that shit. I ain't never take that shit seriously, man. Like, and then when it happens, you know, it just feels, everything just feels right. You know what I'm saying? Everything just feels right. And a certain energy a woman can give you is something that you don't understand until you get it. And then you start to wonder, like, wow. You know what I mean? Like I say to Jay Cook, every once in a while I'll shoot him a message. That, you know, I didn't, you know, realize it even mattered that much to him. But in my spirit, if I see something, you know, I feel like I should, you know, congratulate a brother or appreciate a brother. And I've I seen him grow as a man. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that's so dope. And I love seeing him with his wife and he in the gym and all that. I mean, that's like, this is the old guy. I mean, I actually like seeing that kind of shit. And with him, I clown him about taking pictures of his wife, but I actually like that shit. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's nah, it's dope. Real. Because every picture, like me and him talk all the time. We'll hang out. It don't take one picture, mm-hmm. and that that is so fucking crazy to me. And and yeah. now it's like you look at every picture has a story. Okay. You know, yeah. Every every video, every reel, every status has a story. Fuck all the likes and the shares and the follows and all of that. I'm just saying the 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 story that internally can strengthen you and others as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That can uplift communities from one picture. Because they love right. to say we don't have black families. They love to oh, say man. you don't see black families out as a family. Yo, we do do that. A lot. But most of us that do that, we humble. We don't talk about it. Nah. Yeah. yeah, because every, and we live in a day and age where everybody wants to promote something that looks so over the top yep. about themselves. And I'm like, man, I had, okay, just not a segue, but had a couple come over to my studio here in Houston. And they were, I, they had just recently got married, but they were trying to convince me that they had power. And when I say power, they were trying to convince me they had all this shit popping because social media this, social media that, and we have 2 million followers and blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, this is, this is power perceived. And then they were like, what do you mean? I said, you don't have power, but it's perceived power to those that don't know. Yep. And you sitting in my building and in my studio and this ain't no cap. This is power. <laughs> The in sad your part face. is, man, people look at influence, right. social media influence as a as a form of a gratification currency. of power and yeah. currency, right? And you're not making a dime from it, man. Like you, like you, it's it's ridiculous to me. Like I look at my wife and I, we do a podcast called Life and Love. You know what I'm saying? And mm. um, because we feel like people take the make you know this this thing called Life and Love way too hard. We did an interview with the um with a woman um named Ivanka. This woman looked at us, she's a counselor and all this other stuff. She and the marriage counselor and all this other stuff. She looked at us and was like, can I bring y'all to, <laughs> to where I'm at? Can I can I pay for y'all to come down here and talk to people? She, I was like, why? And she was like, because just the energy and things that you feel, why y'all don't put this on social media more? Because it's not for that. Yes, we yeah. have a podcast. We put out podcast information, but what we have and the energy we have, it ain't for everybody. It's not for exploitation. You know what I'm saying? Cause some people, some people gonna look at that though, Sean, and say, "Y'all capping? Y'all doing yep. that for the gram? We, we, Y'all doing we've that? Had for that. This? We've had that already. Like, what? We, we, we've had people say that we capping, and we laugh at that shit. Cause if they, one thing, one thing about us is this: what we show online, we don't show everything. Like our real life and what we do is what we do. We have a, we have a, a old structure within our home that I, I, my wife would tell you, I created. What goes on in this home stays in this home unless it's abuse. If it's abuse, you go seek help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but other than that, we keep everything within our home. So we don't talk about finances outside of here. We don't bring people within our home that don't that don't see the best in us. You know what I'm saying? Who 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 can't objectively look at? You know, if my wife my wife has friends, oh. I have friends, but. At the same, and we know each other's friends. You know what I'm saying? Just like yeah. what you said earlier. If my wife wanted to, she could call Eric. Yeah. And and have a talk with him if something, if if I'm tripping. She could call Trey. And both of them done said, if you fuck up with her, bro, you stupid. And we may not talk yeah. to you for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Both of them had. You know what I mean? So that, but that's being real. That's being yeah. another friend. And then at the same time, not exposing everything, everything every aspect of your life to the public. It's not no. some of this stuff. Ain't this ain't made for TV? No. Nope. Well, my, my my problem with that is within our communities is 
for every relationship that shows positivity, that shows growth, shows elevation, there's an entire community that wants to see you fail. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what bothers me. Just like, you know, I've seen Jay transform himself in the gym. As soon as you get in shape, everybody waits for you to get fat again. Right. Oh, as soon as you start soon as you start getting bread, they waiting for you to fall off again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You know, if you're doing music, you got a couple of records that's popping, they're gonna wait for you to do one that's trash. Yep. I told you. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> it's 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 crazy to the point of where when you when you do have that power structure, and I call it a power structure because you're 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 powerful when you're an, an intelligent, uplifting individual. There's power within that. So there's there's power within the five of us together. When you have that power right. structure, that's all the foundation you really need to build from. And right. you know, you expand yeah. from there. Cause nobody wants to see you succeed. No. That's you the saddest thing in the world. And that's T sad, man. TS TS and I've been talking about that for years and, and just hoping we don't have to talk about it again. Yeah. Yo, Trey, But unfortunately, that. that's not it. It's funny right. you say that because um, you know, I'm I'm in the gym heavy as well. Someone asked me the other day, Oh, you still in the gym? I'm like, Yeah, you don't post any pictures, so I don't know, you know. <laughs> I was like, no, I just don't post, bro. I'm when I go in there, I go in there, I work, bust my ass, cause yo, I'm I was tired of being fat. <laughs> I ain't fat no more, so I'm in here busting my ass. I'm not here <laughs> but, to take no pictures for but you. But you you do post pictures. My question yeah. is, how many do I have to post, my nigga? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> how many, how many times do you have to I see me? I go to the gym, gym four times a week. I'll post a quick photo that one time. You know, that's not a, that's not enough. That's enough. I like. <laughs> You, and it's a close-up shot because I'm like, yo, I'm still like, I'm working. Like, Man. once I get to my goal, maybe one day I'll take the shirt off for them hoes. But. On 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 another level. <laughs> oh, oh my god, the whole <laughs> Trey walk around with no shirt on all the time. Y'all telling you he be naked listen, up top, listen, and I'm listen, tired listen. of seeing that on social media, bro. Listen. Every time he do it, I hit him. I said, bro, why you naked up top, bro? Stop doing that shit, bro. I don't want to see that. Listen, listen. <laughs> Yo, he a he a IG model. He's it's not, not gonna expose it, son. Yeah, yeah, he an IG model for sure. <laughs> yo, when he I get up, when he get down, he do his little rollouts, and then, then he roll back up. I'm like, yo, fam, I don't want to see that no more. <laughs> yo, why you? Hey, look, look, look. I tell my kids, I say, hey. You ever seen a gorilla mix with a peacock? That's me. But then when I met Trey, I was like, nah, let me show you what a gorilla mix with a peacock looks. This dude over there with the so I'm like, man, dad, how big is he? I was like, man, he about three. He about six, four or something. Yo, he looks like a black bro. Incredible Hulk. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's enough looking at Trey. I just, I just lost my thought, man. Y'all Took an IG model, son. <laughs> nah, but the whole idea of health and wellness, man, Men need to talk about because all of us have been in positions where our health wasn't yeah. where it needed to be. And my heaviest, right. I was my heaviest, I was to be sixty. You know what I mean? When yeah, I met I was Jay, when I, yeah, when I met Jay, Jay's a little bit taller than me. You know what I'm saying? He was yeah. a big dude, and then, you know, we fool ourselves when we big, like, yeah, I mean, you know, I look, I do. Nah, nigga, you fat. Your organs fat. are struggling. <laughs> your heart gotta beat so much harder <laughs> just for it to work. Everything ain't working right. Because I had extreme sleep apnea, man, and the doctor told me I had to lose eighty pounds. And mm -hmm. I laughed at I laughed at it at first, but um that's when I first started getting rid of the alcohol and the beer. I took stages, you know, and I lost a hundred pounds over a period of a year and a half. Then I put more weight on, just you know, lifting the weights and shit like that. Right. But even with TS, man, I, I used to always tell him, bro, even if you ain't in the gym going hard, just do something. Right. Your body right. is gonna be so shocked, it's going to make a difference. It's no difference as if you're a person that never reads. Just change the whole system. Do a couple audio books a week. 
Your brain is going to be right. so powerful, you'd be amazed at what your brain can do. Or even what we're talking about, support systems. Yo, holler at your support system once a week. I ain't done it myself, but I'm, I might do it myself. <laughs> yeah. No, holler at your support system once a week and watch how you're going to change. Real talk. Even, even when I shoot a compliment to a brother like Jay, yo, I feel good after I shoot that compliment out, regardless of how we take it. I'm seeing something yeah. that looks good to me, that brings me joy to see a black man with his wife and kids and first day of schools kind of shit. I love that kind of shit now. Man, you know what I mean, I, I can go to the mall and walk and just see black families walk past and I'll just be smiling. They be like, fuck wrong with that big ass nigga. That shit, <laughs> I, I love it though. Cause you don't see it all the time. When I see TS with his kids, I love it. You know what I'm saying? If, if 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 I go over there and his kids don't talk to me before I leave, I'm like, fuck wrong with these little niggas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you know, for it's, some it's, reason, my youngest, I don't know why, bro, he he like he loves some trade dot, bro. He got the hat, he rocked the hat. He heard the, he heard me playing a song, right? One of Trey songs. He come down. He said, "Ain't that Trey song?" I'm like, "Yeah." He said, "It's on YouTube." I said, "Yeah, it's on YouTube." Yeah, for the download. He pulled his tablet up and said, "Trey dot," and his tablet pulled his song up. And he was like, "All right, I'm going in the room." And he went in the room and played played a record. I told him, I said, "Bro, I don't want to hear his voice no more. Cut it off. <laughs> you know, put it on repeat." And he keep playing. He's like, "The song good, Daddy." I said, "I know it's good. I'm just messing with you." You know, what I'm I saying? mean, my my son my son is 29, but if he was younger. I would I would make it my business to have them around, brothers like TS, brothers like you, brothers like E, brothers like J, because they need to see that. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of parents they have their kids around their foolishness. Oh yeah. You don't yeah. you don't see how foolish it is because you're living within that foolishness, but they don't need to see you with your partners just drinking, talking shit all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Show them how black men can do things that make sense and have conversation of value. You know what I'm saying? They have Real. to see that because they they grasp more of what they see than what you're saying that's out a, your mouth. That's, that's a fact. No, man, I, highly, look, I think that's look. highly important. And um, Trey definitely. Does, I, and Eric will know this. I, I keep my boys with me all the time. My oldest, now that he's 13, he start to help me with um, when I do production-based things and stuff like that. And I hire him. I pay him. I show him, you know, worth. we're teaching him financial stability and how to save money. He has his own bank account, different things like that. I mean, I have a 23-year-old daughter, man. My daughter hit me um, last night, literally, no BS, hit me last night. And she asked me this question. As a dad, I was like, huh? She's like, um, if she was like, um, how old is too old for the guy that I could date? What what uh, age you she not? She asked you be? that? Yeah, she like, what age you not gonna be happy with? That's a real Ooh. conversation, though. Yeah, dog. That's yo. It right. Look at Eric Erickson. <laughs> yo, it hit me. It hit me, dog. Because my that's daughter's twenty three. You know, she's that's about real. to graduate with a master's in social work. She already within her career. She's kicking ass already. You know, got a crib. She, you know, pay her own bills. She do her own what's, thing. She what's you know what's what I mean? the answer though, nigga? What's the answer, <laughs> man? I told her. Right. I, shit, I told her. I told her. This is what I told her. I said I will be okay with a 10 year difference uh, but i prefer three years i said i prefer three years because within if you're 23 three years difference he's 26 y'all both growing within your careers and you're growing together if this person is 33 35 hopefully they're within their career now they feel like they can tell you what to do because they're older now this man feeling like yo Yes, you grow in your career, but I've already done that. Do this my this way, 
y'all not growing together. You know what I'm saying? Y'all not figuring things out together. Or that person is 33, 35, and the nigga ain't got shit together, and you're carrying a grown man. Oh. And y'all should be working together and not you just carrying someone. Black you know father's nightmare, right? Right. And, <laughs> I, and I was like, but I prefer y'all growing together. I prefer the growth together, figuring things out, having, you know what I'm saying? And, and I always tell my daughter this too. I said, within your relationship, your y'all relationship is your relationship. You keep me and your mother out of your relationship because we're going to have, if you come to us every time y'all have an issue, we're going to form our own opinion about that person and it's never going to be favorable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So keep that, keep us out of it unless it's abuse. Because if it's abuse, I'm coming to knock it. That's a well, other it, than that. It, even with the abuse side, just to pick that up because- No, I agree too. Yeah. I'm, I'm the oldest of seven. I have three brothers, three sisters. Mm -hmm. I got some sisters that didn't listen. Mm -hmm. They went and jumped down with the niggas. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, listen, I already know this type of motherfucker right here. Word. I already know how I get down. You know how your other brothers get down. I'm expect I have an expectation that something is gonna happen. happen. And yeah. your the first solution you're gonna have come to mind is call my brothers. Brothers, yep. Now, mm -hmm. if we tune this dude up and you go back. keep him, <laughs> what does that tell us? Yep. Because you're not even in the frame of mind where you're protecting your own welfare. Yep. To go back, especially if we got you out of a hostile situation. That's and you choose to make that. That's a conscious choice to choose that. Now, what do you think we should do in that state? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I say, see all this confusion? Just let me know that. So I don't have a relationship without that. Right. That lets me know that dad didn't play a major role in your life because this is happening and it shouldn't be happening. These conversations should have been had and some things, some lessons should have been learned on the way. But right. you're in this position. So it, it, with my daughter, it's totally different than my sister. My daughter is 18. She's mm -hmm. beautiful. She's intelligent. And we had the same conversation that similar to what your 23-year-old is having with you. And it's like, uh, okay, it's a hard, I really it's a hard myself. Because she asked me, she asked me, she said, don't you want me to meet somebody like you? And everything flashed. I depend on what stage of me. I always tell my daughter right. what stage. Exactly. <laughs> like, it depends college on the stage. me? Hell no. Yeah. Adult me with responsibilities and making sure that your mom, your brother, and yourself are okay. Yeah, but that means you're going to meet somebody older and already into yep. their system that they've created. Which okay, means you're going to have to fall in it. Since we're talking about that, let me um, rewind it back. I wish I would have asked it in between that, but everybody was talking. I didn't want to cut you off. When you have a child that age, let's say 18 through 25, like what conversations would you have with that child that you wish would have been had with you? Ooh, T.S. and I talk about it all the time. Yo, I don't hear somebody else. Yo, hold on one second. But E, you can chime in because you have nieces and nephews that you had to help. It's really it's help really with. the same dynamic because you're mentoring them also. So even yeah. if it's not your child, right. let's just change it then. What would you say to that? I even wish an uncle would have came to me with, with some it's same, same thing, uncle, mentor. Yeah. Just whatever. What conversation would you have? That I you say as a, as a uncle, you? as an uncle, I think it is it, it's, it's kind of dope because I can keep it all the way real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can say stuff that might not be, you know, acceptable for, for the parents. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can keep it all the way 100. So, you know, but I, I, I always try to 
tell them about the pitfalls. You know, I mean, we've seen them. We all seen them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's our job to make sure that, you know, although they're going to see them, that they're better prepared for them when they do come across them. That's a fact. I put online just the I, other day um, about that. I said, I love being an uncle. I literally just put that. I said, I love being an uncle because my nephew is getting ready to go to college and he called me and mm. he know that I'm college educated and he, and, and his family in South Carolina, they, you know, not everyone went to college and a couple of them, they trying to push him to stay local and he doesn't want to stay. So he was like, Uncle Sean, I know you're going to be honest with me. And him and I had a long, hour long, I was working, I stopped working, I shut it down just for him. Had an hour long conversation about school, poses, things that he could think about doing, you know, where you want to go at, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, I could talk to dad about it, which is my brother, but he was like, I just felt better talking to you about it because you went through it. My brother didn't go to college. He went to tech school, you know, he went to, you know, trade school and stuff like that. And and we had a dope conversation about it. Right behind him, my niece called me. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like literally right behind him. So I'm having another 30 minute conversation with my niece. My other nephew texts me, Uncle Sean, can I come and chill with you? I want to, you know, I was like, yeah, come hang out because I'm in the tech world. He really wants to learn coding. He want to come and hang out and tomorrow. So he's going to come hang out and, and and get some get some ideas on Python and different things like that. So it's like, yo, I love that dynamic just outside of my own children. Like I'm going to feed my kids, even if they don't want it, I'm going to give them the information. It's up yeah. to them to pick it up. I don't give a fuck. They already know it. You know what I'm saying? But my nieces and nephews, for them to come and huh. ask for that, yeah, that stuff it's, feels great. It's like, all right, Uncle Sean in the especially house. Especially if you're the cool uncle. Yeah, oh yeah. The, the cool all uncle that, I'm the cool, <laughs> fresh well, our, our Our communities, I brought it up because our communities underestimate the value and necessity of that. Do mm. we or don't we not talk about it? If you don't if you don't talk about it, you undervalue it because if okay. you value it, right. you talk about it. Okay, right. And like, you would applaud like, it. No, no, I like how you did that. You fucking with me. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Let me cook. I but mean, it goes the, back to that our first conversation. Like it should be applauded, man. What right. what we yes. actually do for other people, man. So yes. I guess it's not valued at, at, at the rate it should be. Because many of us, even with that, many of us go to college and we don't know what the fuck we major in it. True. <laughs> right. Oh, then you can have that real conversation. Then you get out of, though. Then you get out of this is what I'm saying. Then we get out of school with this piece of paper that's like, oh fuck. Right. Or we major or we major in something that's being devalued. Exactly. And we'll have limited value by the time we finish school. Oh so God. yeah, you finish school because see the older generation just tells you, oh, finish school, you'll be fine. Not yeah. necessarily. Nah. You know what I'm saying? And that degree might not be for everyone. There's so many avenues that conversation should be had. The you landscape is changing. The landscape always changes. So what you went to school for four years ago, five years now, AI done took that over. But where, right. where's this, you know what I'm saying? But and, where's this information for the youth? So I'm glad y'all brought that up because in our Made for Success program, we talk, we work with a good group of kids, maybe 20, 30 kids that are juniors and seniors in high school. And majority of these individuals are young men. African-American young men and some Hispanic. And I keep the conversation so 100. We talk about the fact that everybody's not going to college. Some of y'all are going to want to go into the military. Some of you guys are going to want to go to tech school. You're going to want to go to trade school. Some of you guys are going to actually get the opportunity to go to college and have a first-time experience of being in the dorms, away from mom, away from the fam, and other responsibilities other than yourself. The hardest part about co college isn't hard. The hardest part about college 
is understanding time management and what that entails. I say, because you're not going to have your mom or your dad there to wake you up. Your roommate might not even wake you up. They're not responsible for you. Do you understand that? Because these kids ain't having these conversations about you missing days in school. It ain't like truancy in high school. Because in college, you're paying for it. Whether you show up or not, you're paying for it. Now, you're on the hook for that. Say you do graduate within... Most kids ain't going to school for four years. They're going four and a half, five, sometimes six. And they're graduating, and they're graduating in debt. My friend, my son has a friend. He got accepted to Yale. The kid went to Yale. Right now, he's in his freshman year. He's already got $85,000 worth of debt. Yeah. So I told my kids, I said, listen. Ivy League is wild. I, I said, listen, what we're not doing right here, we're not creating new slaves for the system. Once you go through, and your mom and I, we're very blessed and fortunate to where we came up in the era where we earned scholarships through athletics. Yeah. Mom ran track. I played football. You didn't want to play sports. Okay, great. You were either going to have to secure an academic scholarship because we're not taking out loans. I don't care what they hustle and try to sell you on our school. We're not taking out loans. So if we can't afford it, we can't afford it. And if we have to go an alternative route from your favorite school that you would love to attend, now nah, we're going to figure out something else. Because I'd rather you go to a community college or a state school and you get a degree in something that you think you have a passion for right now, because it's going to change. Midway mm-hmm. through, you're going to probably want to change your major based on who you're in a relationship with, who you're hanging around with, and what you see the market changing to if you pay attention to the market. So a lot of these, I tell my kids, school, college, I'm a proponent. First of all, I'm a proponent for higher education. I have I'm a master's. I'm working on a doctor's. But it's a hustle. It's where you're gonna take your talent and your money to. It's nothing. We went, we came up to High Point and we went to Winston Salem. We went to uh AT, we went to GCC. Oh, you was in our area. Oh, yeah. Cause my daughter is getting recruited by a lot of Ivy League schools. My wife is from Greensboro. So we came and did a tour because we were in the area. I said, it's nothing in this curriculum that says it's worth sixty-eight thousand dollars a year. Well, we have a great communications program. You know what communications is? This is communications. There's nothing you can do with that degree because if I could get on this podcast and do a live stream and I can go and promote and market that, you're telling me I'm going to pay $68,000 a year to learn how to do that? Does that make sense? Maybe it makes sense to that parent that doesn't really invest in their kids like that and are willing to let them take out all these student loans. But to somebody that went through the system, that knows, I went to an all black university and then I transferred to a, a traditional white institution. Went from Prairie View AM to from the SWAC to Iowa. And it's levels to everything. And I'm saying to myself, man, the only thing really different is the money they invest and the color of the people that I'm around. That's it. And the, and the attitude. Yep. So you're around your people, you're kicking it, you're having a great time. Hey. Next thing you know, you had a traditional white school. They don't do any of those things. So cultural shock, diversity change. But if you don't talk to these kids about the realities of college and money and sex and life and life after college, you're doing them a disservice. Did, did you I, have someone just, talk to you when you made that transition from HBCU? I wish somebody would have talked you know to me. Because... I had nobody to talk to me, and I blew like a crazy opportunity. Like, I had a scholarship on the table and everything, in more than one way. When I left St. Aug and went to NC State, 
I lasted like a year. Oh, man. I got put out of that school. <laughs> so wait, you went from St. Aug to, to, to NC State or yes. vice versa? No, St. Aug, I went to NC State. They offered me a college scholarship and I could have walked on to play sports. But socially, I just could not handle it. So you went from a smaller school to a bigger school? Yes. So a lot of times it happened. You go from a classroom at an all-black university where you got maybe 80 to 100 people, then you go to- No, a I, had a, I had a classroom, maybe 20, 25 people to classrooms of 300 people. Exactly. But see, not having like a peer support or having someone that you could actually vibe with to get an understanding of how to adjust to that probably played heavily into you saying, you know what, that cognitive dissonance kicks in. No, I was in the streets. Like me. I was in PWI all the whole time. I, you know <laughs> what, man? I was the opposite. And I think we talked about this on the podcast. I never wanted to go to a black college. Really? I never wanted, I never wanted to go to Bruh. I never, I never <laughs> wanted to go to one. I never had an interest of going to one. Every everything I ever heard was always horror stories that made me that made me not go. And I visited. I visited some. I was scholar college um scholarships was offered to me to play basketball. Um South Carolina State, different all all these other different um, you know, um HBCUs, Florida State uh, offered me a scholarship and took the scholarship away. And Ooh, I still took the business. Myself. I still and went. you went there anyway? I still went. Yep. I still went. I went to a, I went all to right. a community college first. And then I transferred over. I went to Tallahassee Community College, spent a year, transferred over, got my scholarship back, played ball there. You know right. what I mean? But and, 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 and advantage y'all have in the South, and, and, and Eric, you probably know what I'm talking about. You do know what I'm talking about. Growing up in New York, you don't have conversations about college or universities. You don't have none of that shit. Nah. Really? None nah, of that. You, you don't so even go. HBC even counselors. Yeah, what they say. HBCU, listen, I want to say no because. They had open admission, and I got my high school diploma from a community college because I got put out of the high school, and I I wanted to go somewhere. Either they or the military. My mother had a fit when I was going to go to the Air Force because I had some high scores or whatever, and I was going to go to Air Force just to have them pay for me to go to school. Yeah. My mother crying before I signed the paper, so I was like, whatever. And I'm going to say no. Because Central, you had, you had um you know, certain level of admissions you had to go through. Yeah. And I couldn't get in there and I didn't want to go to shore because it was mad small. I saw one building. I was yeah. like, yo, you wild. They right look like the projects. Still, show us the projects, B. I'm like, nah, it nah, you like the projects. I ain't doing that. So that's how I ended up going to St. Yeah. So wow. I ain't know anything about it, school or nothing like that. Like, it's amazing to me when people say, man, I ain't never heard no HBCUs. Because I nah, know up in, y'all don't even have any, right? And and not you know, New York, like yeah, in Jersey. And then Cali going out towards the West. There's, There's one no... in Pennsylvania, though. There's one in Pennsylvania, but nobody really knows it's an HBCU. It's just a D2 school to most people. Like in New York, even if you play ball, New York, if you don't have a, a D1 scholarship, they look at it like, now it's probably different because of social media, but if you get a D2 scholarship, niggas looking at you like you trash. Yeah, it's real. You know what I'm saying? Because I know my man My man had an offer to play for St. Bonaventure, and they were clowning him. But I knew colleges because I love college basketball. Yeah. I'm like, that's an Atlanta 10 school. What's wrong yeah. with that? I was like, ah, that's some bullshit. And he ended up going to the military because, you know, he didn't know. You, you know how many parents I give that bring their kids that want their kids to go to a D1 school? And I talk to the kid, and I'm like, this, this he he's not ready for a D1 program. He's not. He may be physically. He probably looks physically mature. But mentally, he's not ready for a D1 it's program. A, it's a different space, man. It's a lot of yeah. practice, 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 practice. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a, a job. Regiment. It's right. a job. 
That's why I'm and, glad the kids are getting paid right now. To be honest, yeah. I I love all this. Well, I couldn't be in paid. this climate right now. Oh my god, I'll, I'll be rich, <laughs> boy. I'm hey, Chris, I uh, you, like I was doing. You back plan in on the playing day. football today? Uh, yeah, coach. After I do this autograph signing, I'm gonna right. I mean, no. I would have. I would have went to school. <laughs> Duh. If they had, if they had the money like <laughs> they do now, like we, like yo, when I I laugh like at Florida State when 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 um old boy got in trouble for the um crab legs. James, oh, we always doing that. I know a, that Publix. That Publix. This shit happens everywhere. We he's all, a character, he, though. Dog, I wasn't even a high level player, dog, and I, we was getting free free crab legs at that same Publix. Oh. You know what I mean? Like I used to laugh, yo. Um, Peter, well, no, uh, what's old boy? Um, Peter Wagner was before. With yeah, Lavernius. they were before them. No, so, so yeah, when I'm I like, when I went, so I went, I went in 2000. So I was in okay. Tallahassee and all around that time. That's when they used to have Dimp Week and all that other stuff. And they used to, they even, even the guys that was at the school the year before in 99, they were still going to that same Publix. <laughs> like all of us knew that, like that was just the game. So when he got caught for it, we was like, you idiot, how you get caught for that? Like, well, nah, any, somebody. Anybody that's lived a life knows when he got caught doing that, he wasn't the only person doing it. No. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, that sounded like that was just a community hustle. Let's steal from this spot. And he just did something wrong and got caught. He did. He definitely he probably was just <laughs> you know real Brody about it. Like, man, whatever. No, man, but whatever. the media, the media loves to take stuff like that and, and 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 give you this image. He's always had an image throughout his career, and it seems like he always does something else to add to it. That if somebody <laughs> else did it, nobody would care. Whether it's the way he acts in the interview, the way he does in the locker room, yeah. what he does on the sidelines. Once they put that spotlight on you, they're gonna find anything about you to make a conversation. Don't make it easy for him. I mean, that's how it is. Don't make it easy for him. Some people actually like the attention. I think yeah. he, I think he enjoys just playing a game with people, man. Hey, I mean, yo, it, it, hey quick, one, quick one. Eric got to jump off. He has a meeting he has to go to. So I already oh, knew word. this was going to happen. He has a hard out. Yo, E, okay, we okay. appreciate you. Yo, I, mean, I, I know we was, we was having a lot of family relationship conversations. I'm loving it. Nothing, be nothing better than getting jewels from my own brothers. You know what I'm saying? All so right. I appreciate y'all. And the great thing I is, mean, I wish I, you. I was, I would know he's going to transition yeah. to it, but Eric is in the entertainment field. He produces films, TV shows. Like, he literally knee deep in it. And Eric, like, I'm a, I need to connect you with my man, Mike Wright, out in Atlanta. He owns two radio stations, and they're starting to do some stuff with Sony and Tyler Perry Studios there. Uh, His name is Mike Wright. He owns Big Shot Radio. So, All right, that's what's up. Let's talk. I'll send him send send for the show, and then he, he can shoot it up, you. and y'all can connect. I got you. I appreciate you. All right, Definitely. we'll politics later, man. All right, y'all brothers be safe. All right, bro. All right, bro. Hey, bro. Right, peace. Peace. But yeah, man. Um, but yeah, with Eric, like he's literally what I mean, he works a lot of stuff with Tyler Perry Studios. He do a lot okay. with different um different um studio houses, like bro, really like knee deep in the um film where hold on a second. Hello, son. Huh? I don't have a problem with that. All right, we'll talk later. Michonne turned profile. He sounded like a real dad. Bro. <laughs> so, Yo, my little one, let me tell you something. Trey will tell you, my little one don't care nothing about me doing a podcast or nothing. He wants his time. If he got a question, he's going to ask it. He don't care about yeah. none of that. He, my guy. He'll come down here. He'll literally sit on me. He'll like, you know what time it is. Give me a hug. 
Like he's he's like my wife. He's super affectionate. You know what I'm saying? I call them the snuggle bunnies. Them two are super affectionate people. <laughs> they need their hugs. Yeah. They need their time. And I just give hey, it to them. You know, you got some people. Of that, bro. Yeah, especially as, you know, as, a, that. as a man, as a man, you I I think about myself and digress. I get no hugs coming up. Mm. You know what I mean? Not even for my mother. Nah, my mother wasn't a big proponent of hugging. Um, my dad was in my life until my mom and dad separated, like, and it wasn't even separated, amical separation. It was grab the kids, we're gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because gotcha. it was an abu abusive situation. I didn't get no hugs and none of that. So now I'm in a situation where, you know what I'm saying, um, it's a lot of hugging. And I'm not good at that. Like, I'm <laughs> not, I've never really been good at that, but I just adapt. I just said, this is what they need. I'm going to give them what they need. You know what I'm saying? And no matter right. how I feel about it, they understand how I feel about it. I just deal with it and I do it, but I do it with love. So like, fuck it. You know what I mean? love, love, hey man, <laughs> take it. Like I said, take advantage of that. Yeah. I told Look, I'd say, I'd say like this. I did a, um, I did an interview, not yesterday, day before yesterday. And I said in the interview, um, I always used to hug my son, kiss him on the forehead, top of the head and all that shit, playing with him, whatever. I do that with my father now. Every time I see him. He used to he used to get mad at that shit. Now he just laugh. Every time I see my mother, I hug her and I kiss her. Yo, when I see I see my partners, I give them that when I give a hug. I told my uncle I ain't shaking his hand no more. He's 85. I give him a hug. I don't know what it is with us, man. I do know what it is. But we gotta break out of that shit. We do. I break Completely. out of that bullshit, man. If I, I give that and give you a hug, man, that ain't shit. Like, fuck. Right. Nigga, right. we know how we move, nigga. If I give Jay a hug, man, that nigga know I ain't sweet. Yeah, uh, right. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. No big deal. We ain't embracing it, my nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just don't don't hold the hug. That, nigga, I ain't trying to hold that hold shit me. out of there, bro. Don't. First of all, <laughs> man, this nigga eight feet tall. That hug got to be different. I ain't gonna be you on your tippy toes. I ain't gonna, yeah, like, I ain't gonna be in your chest and shit, nigga. Fuck that. Don't talk that nigga. No, but but real talk, man. Every week I cut my son's hair right and get him laced up. Get them crispy. I'm like, I wish I could cut my hair the way I cut your hair. Right. His payment to me is a hug and a kiss. Uh huh. And yeah. he's at this stage now. He don't. Hey Trey. He done bulked up. He like two o five now. So he. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's walking around like, yeah, dad. Uh, and he always flexing. I'm like, <laughs> stop looking wait. in the mirror, man. You good? He go to Gold's gym, and I'm like, Gold I get, I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it, yeah. Chris. His name is, he's the second. I said, I get it. I said, you look exactly like I look when I was 19. I said, don't get it twisted. But he's <laughs> like, uh, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm strong. I might be stronger than you right now. I said, listen, dog, let me explain something to you. I grew up with Polynesians, nothing but Samoans and Tongans. We worked out to where this muscle memory is still there. Trust me. So now, he done got me a membership at Gold's Gym, so I, I hit the gym at 6 o'clock in the morning at 7.30. And I'm like, yeah, you really going to have some problems now because <laughs> now I'm catching back up. Right. Yo, it's funny with my but son. It, it, we, it, it's fun, that relationship. Oh, yeah. yeah, my, yeah. My 13 year old, we had that. He Every so often, he he try to do little shit because like, he getting older, he getting taller. You know what I'm saying? 13, he almost six foot. So... He he getting taller, his, his dreads, his locks are getting longer. So he he been like bulking up. So yesterday I said, all right, I got something for you. He was in my room and he just, he know I hate it. Don't sit on my bed, especially on my side of the bed. He sit down and he looked at me. My wife looked, I looked at him, I grabbed him. 
And he was like, oh, man, you ain't strong. I picked him up. And before you know, he was like, dad. And I, I literally <laughs> picked him up, threw him on my shoulder, long legs, walked him outside my room, and I put him on the floor, and I just sat on him. I said, bro, I said, don't get don't get it twisted, bro. Don't, don't get it. Don't think shit is sweet out here. <laughs> like, and he just laughing. My youngest looking at me, why are you always dad beating you up? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. But I do uh, that so the little one, because the little one's going to be taller than all of us. And by the time he gets to the age, I ain't gonna be feel like dealing with none of that shit. <laughs> so he gotta see what Bruh. I can do to his brother, cause yeah, enjoy all of that shit, man. My son's twenty nine, man. It's it's a different energy, you know, when yeah. he get that age, man. You know what I'm saying? It's different, cause I hear from my son every day, whether it's a text message or a call, and it's like to me, it's dope to have a son that age that still, you know, gives a fuck about pops, man. Cause you know, when you have a a co parent situation. It's rough, man, because it's a natural instinct for a young man to check on mom first. For real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they always think Pops is okay. You know, I'll be halfway hating, like, fuck you up for it, nigga. Like, <laughs> but nah, I get real. it, because he also got a sister because she had another child. And I always tell him, man, yo, take care of the women, man. You know, it, it kills my time a little bit. We got to be more creative in the time we spend, you know, face to face, because he's 29, he's working, he's paying his own bills, he's trying to do his thing, figure out life, man, and and... You know, I want him to learn a lot of things. You know, we had a couple of situations where it kind of got tough, where we had to have the dad's son shut down on the phone and get things together, man. Because when you co-parent, a lot of times, you know, the mother overcompensates with bullshit with the fact you're not there. Yeah. And they baby him a little bit. And right. you, you got to be the bad guy with your own child. And I had to do that for a while. And now, like he was on our podcast. Um, mm -hmm. And... You know, T.S. probably knows him better now because he was on the podcast. And he's even said as he got older, he realizes why certain things were what they were and why I had to be hard on him in certain situations. And I didn't want to be that hard guy all the time, man. Pause. But you got to be that tough, <laughs> tough guy with your son sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was why I caught myself. You got to yeah. be tough. You got to be tough <laughs> with your son sometimes. And you know, when you're young, they tell you, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. And yeah. you're like, what? Yeah. You're beating my ass. What are you talking about? <laughs> then when you become older, you realize it like, damn. You know, you just, you said that tough shit to your child. Then you get in the room by yourself. It's like, damn, I ain't want to talk to him like that. But he had, to, he had to hear that though. Man, like, I'm always talk. the bad guy. I'm always yeah. the bad guy. You got to go and through it. it's crazy to be the bad guy. But you got to yeah. go through it. Yeah, I think for me, when my oldest kid is this man, um, we just kind of a couple years ago rekindled our relationship. I mean, they have a relationship for a number of years of her life because of that co-parenting shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. One parent is the bad guy, the other parent isn't the bad guy. One parent keeps the child away from you. You know, different dynamics. So, man. um, you know, I mean, for me, I had I when me and my daughter um rekindled our relationship, she was. Um, getting ready to graduate high school. She was close to graduating high school when we rekindled our relationship. And when once we did that, you were you were swearing down, and we've had my daughter on the podcast as well. You were swearing down. We've known each other and we've been around each other the whole duration of her life. You know what I'm saying? Because out her own mouth, she tell told me, I see it now. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? She it's was like, happen. everyone else happen. can tell me whatever they can tell me. But now I see what it was, and she was like, "I'm gonna leave it at that." To me, she now is like, "Oh, you caught it, you understood." Because I don't, I don't play the bad guy role. I don't do the, I don't do the dissing your mama. I don't do none of that. You know what I'm saying? I don't. It nah, just it's is what it is. Time. I don't care about yeah. that shit. I got you now. We here. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. And she'll tell you, I'll never talk down on her mother. 
And no matter how much I feel inside, I never talk down on her mother. So I just, especially in front of her, I might do it behind the scenes, <laughs> but in front of her, I don't do it. And, it's wasted um, energy. But, it's wasted energy, man. It's a wasted energy. Like Chris. And most most people do that when they don't have nothing, nothing of value to share. That's they just fact. start mudslinging. But go ahead. For real. So, Trey, you said your son is 29. Yeah. And I had this conversation with a client the other day. I said, listen, if you're in your child's life, seriously, 90% of all the time that you will ever have spent with your child is up until the age of 18. Because after 18, they're usually leaving the house, going to college, military, or they're going, they're working and they're in the process of trying to figure it out and building a life. Right. Take advantage of all that time because my, my client's daughter was 14 at the time and she's still wanting to be around that. And it really surprised me that when my kids were juniors and seniors in high school, a friend of mine asked me, said, so your kids start falling out with you yet? I said, no, man, we go to the movies, we hang out. My daughter comes, she lays on my chest like she's still five years old. And he's like, really? And I said, yeah. I said, um, I haven't experienced that, that withdrawal of that emotional content from my kids that yeah, they're growing up, but they still act like they're my kids. Right. I'm looking at my son. He's no, I, I, I had that. I had that though. I mean, I had yeah. that in there. It was a year and a half where me and my son really wasn't talking. He was in college yeah. fucking up. And what would happen was his mother was babying him. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah. I knew, I knew he was messing up. You know what I'm saying? And it's like one day I pulled up on him at school. And I could tell, you know, he came outside, the bucket had on, shook. the beard was looking all rough. They got shook, man. You know, I ain't no soft-ass nigga, man. So, <laughs> I, no, I rolled up on him like I would roll up. Like, I came out the car, just rolled up. And um, I knew he was messing up, man, because I could see it, because we wasn't communicating. If yeah. I don't hear from my son on a regular basis, I know something isn't right. It's always yeah. been that way. Like, I taught my son how to read. I taught him how to write, all of that. Me and my son always had that bond. But this particular time when he went to school, things just went crazy. And then he said something about the financial aid not coming in or whatever. And I don't say this to knock my son. I actually say this to compliment my son because he overcame all of that and just went on strong from there. Boom, 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 just elevating, just elevating. But he had to go through that. My disappointment was not even anger at him for making a mistake. My disappointment was he didn't come to me. Right. Because mm. I always tell him this. There's no mistake you will ever make to the level of the mistakes I make. I know that. I say, because the kind of shit I was doing ain't in you. You know what I'm saying? And I say that, I'm glad. Right, me too. Because I look back on the shit I was doing like, what the fuck was you doing? Like, where did you think this was going to end at? Because I'm not thinking about the ending. That's my point. So I say to him, there is nothing you're going to do in school, out of school, life, or whatever. You know what I mean? That I'm ever going to look at you and be like, what were you thinking? Because I know what you were thinking. Yeah. We're just going to fix it so we're not here again to have this conversation. You know what I'm saying? So I had that short period, but that also made us stronger to this point. You know what I mean? Like, he has a podcast with his friends. They talk about sports or whatever, man. But, you know, I, I love to see fathers with their children because, you know, I don't know. My son is older than your children, man. You, you have to get to that point. And yeah. it's going to be times of turmoil. And the way you handle that turmoil is going to determine you know, how the future holds with that child. Like, that's the tough part, holding your composure within that turmoil. Yeah. Because you're going you're gonna to pull some strength that you didn't even know you had. Well, that, that's a different level of adversity that you're going to have to deal with as a parent because, like I said, like you said, I haven't gotten to that stage. 
I've gone through, grown through some stages, but haven't grown to that point yet. And it's yeah, coming. Yeah. And right. what I feel like sometimes as parents, Jay, you have kids? Yeah, yes, yes. yeah I got two kids, 19 and 22. Okay. Oh, okay. You're right, right yeah, around. He on, he on his way. Okay. He on his way. Okay. You got all way. daughters so, yeah. or boy and girl? We, uh, I, got, oh. I got a daughter's 19. My son's 22. Oh, yeah. Same, okay. Basically, it's like the same situation yeah, that I have, that. right? Yeah. The, uh, the 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 funny thing is we try to shield our kids from all the adversity and all the things that we had to go through to become the person that we are today, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But if they don't go through and bump that head and get knocked around, how do they develop that 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 inner strength? I hate right. I hate that, that I hate that, that I hate I hate that thought process because that was always my father's thought process. Well, well, how you know do, how, how do you grow through dealing with that different levels of adversity? Because we probably grew up just like just in different areas. Yeah, Not but saying I did, that you want them really... exposed to that. I didn't really grow through it though. That shit destroyed me. Yeah, me too. Because you sent me to a private, you sent me to a private school in New York City where I'm the enemy. Where I almost got to fight every day, or ignore a fight so I don't get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Where I have to deal with racism at a young age. You know what I'm Mm. saying? Where I have to deal with abuse from teachers at a young age, where you don't support me because you still have faith in the school system. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That shit fucked me up. Because when I come home, you don't believe what I'm saying because you believe these teachers. Uh-huh. And these teachers are white people. So it's more than them just being a teacher. It's also them being the establishment that doesn't want to see me successful. You're paying for me to go to a private school and I taught myself how to write. Uh-huh. See what I'm saying? But you're not listening to me to hear me. They ain't teaching me shit. That made me <laughs> militant. That made me aggressive. That made me combative. And it made me an introvert. So I didn't trust mm. anybody, black or white. So I've just learned how to be a friend. See what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I just Bro, got I applaud to, you for that. I just got, got to a point where I can tell Jay I'm proud of you. Because I have yeah. to talk to people that way. Where I can tell TS I love him. That's my brother. That's not my friend. That's my brother. Yeah. And when I talk to K-Dub, I tell people that's my mentor. See what I'm saying? And when I give a ring to my woman, I can have tears in my eyes because that's different. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a level, yeah. There's a level of growth I would never think I would get to. Because we all got something inside of us that we don't even know is there. Real. And to yeah, find that, it's gonna hurt first. But when the hurt is over, we did it. Well, y'all go ahead. No, nah, you, right, you cooking. Yeah, hey, no. Nah. Hey, because you yeah, was I having did. a breakthroup right there. And I was gonna yes, say, uh, keep cooking. Because yep. <laughs> I wasn't saying nothing. What, <laughs> what we tend to do when we get to that point, we'll pause because we're acknowledging that emotion that we're evoking yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. And sometimes it's best to let that simmer, man. Let that cook because yep. it's real. Sometimes yeah, we, yeah. as men, we don't vocalize that to one another enough to let you know how real we are. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Because if you we catch me, this tough exterior up, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, we all grew up in in similar ways, you know what I'm saying, but in different areas, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, yeah, and he's right. Yeah. Like, like you guys, like Trey talking about moving from New York to down south. You know, I moved from the Midwest, I'm from Detroit, and moved all the way to the South Carolina. You know what I mean? Mm. First hint of racism I ever seen was in South Carolina. You know what I mean? Right. And then realizing mentally, I can't do this. Also hustling, you know what I mean? Being in the streets, really turning into what my daddy was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like seeing him being a hustler, telling myself I'm never gonna do that next you know I'm out here selling dope. 
You know what I mean? Doing the same thing. Don't have to right. do it. Doing that shit, and you realize you don't have to do this shit, but you do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I look at my boys, and I'm like, I, the one thing I don't do is tell my boys, um, y'all got it easy, man. Way I grew up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't yeah, tell yeah, them that. Yo, you yeah. have these luxuries for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I'm out yeah. here busting my ass. Now, I'm just teaching you how to also bust your ass. I, I get what Trey's saying. You know, you don't want them to go through the hurt. But I also feel like you kind of got to go through some of your own pain or your own trials and tribulations on your own. Whatever you create for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm always going to be right here. I'm your biggest cheerleader. I'm your biggest supporter. If you go through it and you need someone to speak to, you're gonna. I'll have an open door policy, and that's the great thing about my kids. I love from my 23 year old daughter to my eight year old son. If they going through something, they never had a problem with just coming to me, come and tell me, because I don't judge. I just listen, and then you cry or you do whatever, and I ask you, okay, now that you're done doing that, what can we do to fix this? You know, what yeah, I'm that's saying that's that new, new work. That's right, the new yeah. work. We need more. Ray has in, encountered that with, with my oldest son. I was on, on the phone talk with him. My son upset. He crying. I got off the phone with him. Sit down. Sit down, bro. Let's talk. He telling me everything, how he feeling. Okay, okay, cool. I acknowledge your feelings. Cool, cool. All right, you done? You feel better? Now, what, what are we going to do to fix this? Let's talk about now. Let's talk about solution base. All right? Yeah. Let's figure out what we can do to fix this. And yeah. now, once you once you say what you want to do, now I'm gonna hold you to you correcting whatever thing that you went through during this moment. Let's let's hold each other accountable for that. I'm gonna hold myself accountable for my tone and how I'm coming to you about things. I want you to hold yourself accountable for how you conducting and how you doing things, especially because my biggest thing I tell my kids all the time: man, you don't have no job. You know why you don't have no job? Your only job is school. Yeah, that's yeah. it. This this early stage. Go to school, bro. I'm not saying that yeah. you got to go to college and none of that. Like, I'm proud of my daughter when she's at an HBCU. You know what I'm saying? She's at Fayetteville State. She made she changed my mind about HBCUs, seeing that in there. And granted, I used to live on FAMU campus. We all know how to, yeah, <laughs> wow. I used to live yeah, on yeah. FAMU. FAMU is Prairie View. <laughs> Bro. It's the same school, different location. Yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal um, things to see out there. I just didn't want to Jay, you, you went to Central, right? Yeah, I went to Central. Yep. Yeah. You went to... GCC or you went to Central State? North Carolina Central. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. NCC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. right yeah. around the corner from my mama's house. Ball yeah. City. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Oh, look, look. Hold on. Hold on. I got, I got, Dub, I got to tell you, you know, when you in Greensboro, you like 30, 45 minutes away from me, right? I, yeah. Nah, that's all. That's all I'm going to say. And when, when your ass be in Central, you like 10 minutes from my house. Literally. Wow. You know, you got to pass. Yeah. Trey, well, nah, I, 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 I ain't into Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm, not, I'm not starting no conversation. I'm just telling y'all, <laughs> this is what it is. Real talk. Whatever you, Real whatever talk. you do, don't let your baby go to a &T. Nah. <laughs> don't let your baby go to a &T. <laughs> Hey, look, look. Ain't nothing but sharks out there, boy. I was gonna <laughs> say that too. Don't let your baby go to a &T. <laughs> That's it, ain't nothing but the party school. <laughs> Bro, we- All, all HBCUs we, is party school. Party yeah, school, for sure. Yeah. And the funny thing about the party school is when I got the PV, man, I thought I knew some stuff. I get up there and I'm on the hill. And they said, the first thing they ever told me is like, hey, man, the hill is different. I'm like, different like how? Bruh, it's 14 to 1. 14 to 1, and it's a buffet. And I ain't never <laughs> seen the That's black crazy. diaspora from darkest night to lightest white. And you're like, 
bro. That's FAMU. I want to try the entire buffet. That That's what got you. me kicked out. <laughs> so okay. undisciplined and unfocused would get you kicked out of a situation. Yo, I thought I went to FAMU because I used to be on the yard so much, bro. Those it's, seven it's hills. Different. I was on the yard all the time. I was like, yo, I got to go to class. What class you got? Hey, bro, I go to Florida State. I got to go across town. What you doing <laughs> down here? But you're always over here. I'm like, bro, why not? This is shaking over here. The DJ Bruh. on the yard, it's shaking. Oh, I just can't go to school. Yeah, it's right. different. It's different. It's, it's, it's different, man. I, I didn't really get the the value of my experience that I really could have, but it's 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 different. It's, it's so much dopeness that goes around on the HBCU outside of the negative elements that it is. I would have changed it. I won't lie that I would I would have changed it. If I could go back, I probably would have gone to, to HBCU. Yeah, it's, it's, Knowing everything it's, that it's I know now and the experiences that I've had, you know, don't get me wrong, you know what I mean? Family was cool, but. This is why these, con these conversations are, are, are necessary with the youth, so they can make an educated choice of which direction they want to go. Real talk. You know, I, most of us made knee-jerk reactions to go to college. You know what I mean? We didn't really think about our major too much. We just grabbed something. I'm going to college they, for what? Yeah, I don't know. yeah. I'll you know what what I mean? When I get there, I didn't. I was my son, my son changed his major several times. You know what I'm saying? It's just I so you knew exactly I was, I was what you wanted to go to school. I knew exactly for? what I was going to school for. Yeah, and I went. I went. Where, right was it engineering or something? Nah, I went to school for business. I should have went for engineering. That's the sad part about it. I went to school for business. I was uh, um I, I got my master's in um in um, marketing, business administration. Focus was mostly on marketing. And the sad part is all my life I've been in computer tech, coding, and different things of that nature. Never wow. never went to school for that. Got certifications in that um, and went full-fledged ahead in that. You know what I mean? Which was crazy. But, and and I didn't think, I'm going to be honest, bro. You know, I'm I'm 43, so I didn't think computers were going to be that. I didn't, you know, we at that time, you know, we just got... We were still dial up and all that other stuff. Yep, it just yep. started getting high speed as things progressed. I went to college thinking people was like, yo, I was like, I remember seeing on the thing, oh, computer science. And I was like, nah, man, and that internet shit is not gonna be alive. All that stuff ain't gonna work. <laughs> and as soon as I graduated with my bachelor's, the internet was crazy. Everybody was crazy. walking around with the big ass mm -hmm. Dell laptops. You yep. know what I mean? Big like, heavy $2,000 laptops. Bro, you remember, so I had I one of those. Big. They used I had to be, hustle to get mine, but I had it. And, right. I and then got my master's and I was going to transition, change my master's program, but then it was going to set me back if I if I had done that. You know what I'm saying? So I just like, I pull. And then got all my certifications, you know, C++, all this other stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. And, you know what I mean? A structure, I'm an instructional designer, all this other stuff on online. And I'm like, that's my career now. You know what I mean? Make all my money doing that now, and I don't do nothing. Yes, I'm a I'm a businessman, but right. everything I learned business wise, I didn't learn in school. Like that, they don't that, teach that's you what you got to tell. You really got to impress upon the kids that the college is still a hustle once yep. you finish college, because just you have you have the degree doesn't mean that you got employers lining up to hire you. No, and I was out. What I re what I learned from college man is that. It's not for it doesn't work for everybody because I grew up with a hustler mindset. I grew up in a hustler situation. So I can make money in any area. I had two businesses on campus. So when I got to college, I figured out the hustle of college. I figured out if I read the the damn syllabus, the syllabus is gonna tell me how to get a C. Yep. All you have to do is show up. <laughs> yep. You're gonna have 75 75 grade. 
So even if you don't pass the test, the quizzes or whatnot, guess what? You're still going to pass the class with a C. Put your but name you, on the paper, you automatically your, get 10 to 15 points. Just put like, your name what? on the paper. So yeah, wait a minute, all I have to do is do this? Right. Are you serious? Then I figured out I got kicked out of I got kicked out of PV. I left Pete, and then this is full disclosure. I got kicked out of PV with a 1.3 GPA. Hmm. It was like, Mr. White, you doing too much shit. You ain't understand when we sent you the academic probation letter one. Hmm. Well, here's academic probation letter two. You can't even be on campus. Okay, hmm. what the hell does that mean? That means look. You ain't got to leave, but you got to get the hell out of here. Right. So next thing you know, I'm trying to figure out for the next year and a half, what the hell I'm about to do. I'm going to join the military. I'm going to do something. Worked in the factory. And I'm like, oh, this ain't for me. When I got to the opportunity, God has a different way of blessing people. And your blessing might not come in a direct way. It might come vicariously through someone else. And that's how mine came. I told my wife the other, we were having this conversation. I said, I just realized that I've never failed at anything in my life. And she said, what? You just talked to me about you getting kicked out of college. And I said, yeah, but was that a failure or was that a lesson? Right. Because right. if I didn't get kicked out of PV, I wouldn't have ended up at Iowa. Right. I had to walk on at Iowa, walk on, earn the scholarship. And the next thing you know, I meet you. The first day I met this girl, I told the girl I was going to marry her. She was like, <laughs> Are you crazy? You don't even know me. Right. Yeah, we'll figure that out. But we didn't date then. It ended up happening three, four years later. And so when I started reflecting on things, you know how they say, you know, you don't have any losses, you have lessons. Yes. You only have a loss if you don't look at that as a lesson. lesson. Yeah. But if you take that lesson and you say, why, instead of why is this happening to me, what is this trying to teach me? If you really invest in that, you realize, okay, I done figured out every way to not do this wrong. I tried it 999 times, right. from a thousand times I got it figured out right. and I can't do it wrong now right. because I've worked out all the variables. So that's a, that's a beautiful thing about life. And when I hear Trey talk about his experience with high school and college, I hear what you saying, Sean, and I'm listening I'm like, man, you know what? I've never really talked to too many brothers about their situation. I went to this college in Iowa. I went to college in Iowa. I ended up graduating with three degrees. Not because I'm just a genius. It's because I had a coach who said, I'm giving you an opportunity. And I've already talked to your mother, and I guaranteed her that you're going to graduate with a degree. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to do first, second session uh, for summer school every year that you're here. You're going to take a full load. I mean, 16 hours every semester that you're here. You're going to go through this thing called interim where you could come back to school early over Christmas break. You're going to take a full load. So by the time my fourth year rolled around, dog, I had so many hours that crossed over into two different majors. Mm -hmm. So I got a degree in criminal law, one in psychology, and one in sociology. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute, because you can't kick me off campus and take my scholarship I'm here and I can take advantage of all of this. That's gotcha. the hustle. They're right. going to figure out how to hustle you. You got to figure out how to hustle them. So once Indeed. I figured out Indeed. they couldn't take that scholarship, it was at the time in 98, it was 31.5 a year. That mm. same 31.5 is 64,000 yep. for the same stuff. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. So crazy. I'm saying to myself, school okay, is different, man. It's a let me get this master's because you got you to gotta pay for it until I leave. So you got to yep. honor my athletic scholarship till I have to till I leave physically. Let me eat. I'm yeah. going to eat. Then. No, you were smart with it, man. I didn't. I took my ass overseas. That's I tore my knee up. 
I said, and then they fixed my knee and, you know, I was going back to campus and the same thing, honoring the scholarship. Then I said, man, I still want to play. I know I'm not going to have another opportunity on this team. So my ass right to Spain. I, and that automatically mm. killed my scholarship. Scholarship automatically killed. Went right to Spain and who? Professional athlete. You know what I mean? Made that money though. I made some chicken out there, yeah. but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't take advantage. I came back. And I got my um, degrees and stuff from a smaller college, from a private college called Kaiser University. Gotcha. So I got my degrees from a smaller college. Like so, my my when I transitioned my transcript, they pretty much said the same thing. It was like, yo, you actually have enough credits to be able to do this, this, this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's do this, this, and this, and let's let's finish this up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me All knock right. this out. And um, because I finished my master's online here when I moved here in 08. I moved here in 08, finished my master's online working the full nine to five and everything. And um, when I finished, I was like, I didn't even go to go do do the um the, walk, the ceremony. I ceremony? No, nah, just send me my shit, man. I never did none of my ceremonies. I never you? did none of my ceremonies, man. I didn't even, my bachelor's, my, I dog, I, I was, bro, I was moving around. So I'm, you know, I'm in the music, I'm heavy, I'm engineering. You know what I mean? I'm in the studios. I'm out in Atlanta. I'm in LA. I'm like, yo, when I when I realized I, I was still working on my school stuff and I realized I was like, oh shit, I graduated. Oh, graduation is today. <laughs> I ain't even tell my mama. I just got the diploma and it sent it to her. I said, oh right. mom, I graduated with my bachelor's. She was like, I couldn't, what was going I'm like, Ma, I forgot. But I but I'm over, but I'm over here in Sacramento working. So <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I ain't thinking about it. You know what I mean? It was like, put I never went to none, but so it was crazy. And I transitioned, my daughter graduated. That was going to her graduation when she graduated um, with her bachelor's. That's my first time going to a college graduation. I didn't go to none of mine. So it was my wow. first time going to a college graduation was my daughter's graduation. And I sat there like, oh, that's how this feel. This is fire. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, and then you see that's your kid, daughter. I'm taking pictures, I'm going crazy you know what i'm saying i'm like oh you know what i mean big flowers and stuff like yo oh this is how that feel you know what i'm saying like Word. so i i definitely i definitely neglected myself but not going to none of my graduations but i got the paperwork <laughs> i'll use that shit yeah got it <laughs> but you know I mean? yo let me ask a question man i got this one i got this this oh, might be the last question of the show man but um um what would you like to see more in our community you know what I mean? It's a lot going on right now. It's it's the it's it's politics season. You know what I mean? You got the politicians, you know, hunting and gathering. They just said that the um that the Democrats are gonna spend what three point four billion into getting our black vote. Man. What do you? And I don't want to make this a poli a political conversation theme um thing, but what you, do you, you guys want to see wash. more within our community? Yeah. Yeah, you really have to Jay, what you got. I, because I, 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 I have a thought. I have a okay. thought. Go ahead. Let's um, hear it. Conservatism in the black community. Mm -hmm. Not ex not accepting the progressive thoughts that negatively negatively affect us. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that we literally, if someone is given a handout, we will run right behind them in a heartbeat. And even if they they if, if there's a perception that there's a handout coming, we will run behind them. Hey, say, um, say what think, you say what you want to say, brother, because I'm no longer yeah. I'm not Democrat nor Republican. So, so I'll say what you're gonna say. Like I know so what you, like, I know where you're going. Say that shit. Like I, I I literally feel like if someone promises us something, even mm -hmm. if they have delivered or not, 
over the last 100 years, we will still follow them blindly. Mm -hmm. I think we need to be more Mm self-sufficient and and figure out how to do it on our own. Mm -hmm. That's me. That's just me. When you said conservatism, mm-hmm. uh, the first thing I went to was the church. You're never going to see more conservative people than in the black church. As much as we want to stay rooted in this and we're not progressive, guess what? The church kind of shuts down a lot of those things. And it's usually with the older demographic. Oh, yeah. So even when a lot of churches now are bringing politics, whether you got a black mayor or you have a city councilman, we tend to try to get the church to back them so when he said conservatism i said oh, i thought he was going to go in there with the church but mm-hmm. i agree with you we want to be able to become more self-sufficient i go through different areas of houston and i see little asia and i see little india Talk and it. i see little mexico but i'm it. trying to figure out my kids were with me one day and they said well if this is where all the mexican people do business and it's like a whole area Talking and the Asian people do all this business over here. Mm-hmm. Where is it where all the black people do all their business? We just call it the uh-huh. hood, yeah, the hood. But destruction and bullshit. And we don't own anything there, don't own And the craziest shit in the world uh-huh. is you think it ain't no money in the hood. And I tell my kids to be hyper aware and pay attention. I say, no, You see those gas stations that just were built and there's one on each corner at this one intersection? The same person owns all four. Yep. He's giving you the illusion the that you have man. an option. Yep. But you why don't. would they be building multi-million dollar stores in the hood if there was no money in the hood? The, the beer it's cooler like is tons. bigger than the whole store. <laughs> Come on, man. The beer cooler is a whole wall. See, the problem is, is, <laughs> is that we either lost our identity or we gave it away. Again, we didn't we, lose it. Yeah, yeah, okay. There was another one. We, we, we gave it away. We gave it away. We're still giving it away. Or we don't, yeah. or like he said, we're following blindly to something. Like it was a point where our our the gen the couple of generations before us, they had those areas, the Black Wall Streets, this mm-hmm. and the third Durham had a big Black Wall Street, different other places had their own areas. Yes, things happened where it was destroyed. Why didn't we decide to go back to that, recreate that in a more subtle, formative way? Like even now, we spend billions of billions of our money into everybody else's economic growth, but yep. not our own. We also create the same businesses over and over. Everybody is a barber. Everybody's a hairstylist. Impact. Nothing. Yep. Entertainment. Yeah, we all in entertainment. We all, yeah, we all, we all think about the different businesses. I let's keep it a buck. Even us, us four, right here. We all dibble and dabble within the same business. Mm-hmm. We all in some form of entertainment. Yes, some of us also have some other things. Chris, why you you're a um, healthcare professional as well. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You had mental health and things that we don't see that often in our community. Someone leading that. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm currently dibble and dabble in trucking and I have um I have a real estate, but think about it. Damn near everybody black is within real estate. Or or some form of trucking, and they not, and I don't know how they doing it, but we all kind of do the right. same businesses. None of us own a grocery store, right? None, that's community growth and impact. Well, you None just of us, said community. Yep. That when you have a community, it's not a hood. Uh, nope. 
The community is the bank, the grocery, the, there we the, go. the, the, the schools. Mm-hmm. Everything, when I go into these more affluent areas, you see it's all encompassing. Yep. And it's the first thing you say is, I want to move over there because they have everything that you've been wanting yep. to be where you are. And, yep. and I'm not saying I live in a bad area. We have a community. I see different influences of when people move into the community mm-hmm. that have never lived in a, a neighborhood. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. follow me? Definitely. No, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I, 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 get I, it. I see when I see the kids and I know exactly where they're from because we use when I grew up in Fifth Ward, uh, we grew up, I lived in a, a home behind my grandmother. And we used to walk in the street all day because there was no sidewalks. Right. Mm-hmm. When you move into my neighborhood, it's sidewalks and bike trails and all the shit everywhere, right? Right. But you see the kids that are new to the neighborhood, especially the teenagers, they just walk in the street because they don't know that the sidewalks are meant for you to walk on. Walk on, right. I'm in an older community, mostly Caucasian. It's a mix. We don't have any sidewalks, but you are right. My kids used to walk in on the side because they used to sidewalks and all that stuff. And I see other young little black kids moving to the area. They in the middle of the street. They in the way when cars come in. They don't like know the hit. park. They not used to nice parks right around the right. corner. <laughs> like you could just go to the park. My kids like, yo, I'm going to Green Court, Dad. All right, cool. It's right around the corner. Oh, Dad, I'm going up to this other park right up the street. Like it's, but once again, we personally got to take care of our own areas and also contribute to the ecosystem and pay within our own ecosystems. We're not going to do that, man. A lot of us is from, we run to these high designers for everything. Yep. Yes, spend your money how you want to spend. I'm not saying don't spend your bread. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying don't, you know what I mean? But, yo, we don't spend our own money within our own circles. And I know people are going to say this is wrong, but, bro, I want good customer service at the same time, bro. Why wouldn't you expect that though? Because I expect it every place I go at. If the customer service is ass, <laughs> I don't show up no more. I I spend, right. yo, I purposely spend. I make sure I that spend black. But if the customer service Bro. is ass, I don't. You ain't gotta never see me again, dog. No. It has to, it has every, to be shit. pretty much every establishment that I go to, if it's a three, four, five star, whether it's yep. a restaurant or just a spot, I make it a point to know who the general manager is. Because mm-hmm. I, if I like it, I'm gonna be back. If I yep. come back, I'm bringing friends. I'm bringing family. Word. If we got bad customer service or your wait staff is terrible, listen, I just went and spent to the, went to the Warwick here. Warwick is new; it's black owned, and I wanted to experience. I wanted to take. I took my whole family over here for upscale dining experience. Mm-hmm. My kid, like I said, my kids think they rich. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so we go there. We spend about seven hundred dollars. Not to say I spent fucking seven hundred dollars, but that's what it came to. But the experience, right. From the ambiance to the facility to the the engagement, the general right. manager came out. I didn't know we were sitting at the best table. I just knew that we were sitting where like got this big bay window view of every of the city. And he came over here, introduced himself as the general manager, and we talked for about five minutes. Afterwards, we developed a rapport. Right. And my wife was like, you you know this guy? I'm like, no, I wish I would have because we probably wouldn't have paid $700 (laughs) for this this experience. Right. But what I needed my kids to see and understand is this is your level of expectation when you come to something of this nature. Right. But if you don't receive that and you didn't spend your hard-earned money on it, don't Don't accept the fact that just because they look like us, that that's just what they do. 
Like, no, nah, I'll Trey, tell you in a heartbeat. Listen, facts. Trey and I tell each other about restaurants all the time, all the time, black, mixed, whatever. Well, and I'll be like, yo, you tried it yet? No, nah, nah, I haven't tried it yet. You tried it yet? Yeah, I just tried this place. This was good. This and a third. Yo, staff was great. Or, yo, the staff ain't good over there, fam. Yeah, ain't going. I, I ain't gonna, we ain't going. We not gonna support. We, like if, yeah, if one of us say that, it's a rat. Or the food don't be on point. Staff could be good. Food not on point. I take that as a, just this time. Let's try one mm. more time. Let's see what see what it is. And the, you know what I mean, stuff like that. But at the same time, we gotta demand the same excellence that, that we demand in everyone else. Because you demand in the that same prices. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to tell you, the, the best service I've ever had in a restaurant was a hole-in-the-wall spot in Inglewood, California. That's <laughs> well, what's, the, what's the spot? From, I forgot the name of it, but Ice Cube, Snoop, and all of them go here. They got some of the best food I've ever had. It's like a brunch spot, right? You go in there, everybody that worked there is nothing but smiling black faces. You see a lot of older gentlemen sitting there eating their catfish and, catfish and eggs and French toast. And Yo, they got nice jazz playing. Yo, it's almost like you going home to see your family. Everybody could move. Wow. But you got good on the menu. It's a conversation. Everybody's talking. How you doing? How you doing? Smiling. Yo, bro, I've never in my life been in a black-owned restaurant with such great energy. It just slipped my mind as we're talking. Never. Have you ever gone to a place that had terrible service? By the time you got your water or your bread and whatnot, and you just said, you know what? I leave. Same for me and left. Yeah, yeah. I leave all the time. When I was a child, I remember my father was notorious for that. I don't care how hungry I was, how hungry he was, he would tell them people they face. You ain't gonna get my money and walk up <laughs> out of there. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a highway from New York to come down here because my parents are from down here. And so that was our vacation a lot of times. You know when you're on the highway as a child, you hungry, you you starving. Mm -hmm. so I'll give I have an example. I loved I have as a kid. The pancakes are just special, right? Sit there. My father, man, I can see him. I can see him feeling around. People ain't gonna get my money and we leave. You know, you're on the highway. It might be 15, 20 miles. We see on the restaurant. Pop saying, give a shit. Driving, being whatever possible you can. Turn to the side, pee in the can. You be like, this nigga crazy. But I grew up watching my father. If we didn't get proper service, my father would never, never take that. Never. We gotta have some pride, yo. Never. Even within our own shit, we gotta have some pride. I believe in customer service. I just had a client recently and we had a conversation and um, because I'm building her website and we going through everything in the logistics and she stopped me. She said, LaShawn. I said, yeah. She's like, you explained everything perfect to me. Your customer service is, on, is, is, is great. Like, you know, um, she was like, why aren't you bigger than what you are? I said, no, I'm at the, I'm at the right size that I personally want to be with my company. I said, I'm able to help smaller organizations like yourself. But then I'm also able to help the big corporations where I really make most of my money from. I said, mm -hmm. so I'm at a great rate. I said, I have employees and stuff. I said, but I take on the customer service aspect of things because I want you to see forward facing who I am and what I am and who you doing business with. You know what I'm saying? That's, we that's we got to take that Because same. as you scale, you yeah. won't be able to do that. Yeah, it's going to be harder. It's going to be harder. I, I purposely, for this particular part of my business, I purposely make sure I'm 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 forward facing. I don't I don't I'm not I don't I'm scaling at the right size. I got other stuff that right. you will never see me. There's other people you see you'll never see me. You may even see my wife. Um, but even even when we go to politics side of things, they're gonna have to earn my vote this year. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a full-fledged earning. Or it's, I'm, it should, I'm it should always be like that. Though. I may not even vote presidential. 
because I care Amen. more about I care more about local government than anything. See, that's what I, I talk about that all the time. Local yep. government is local government <laughs> is what yep. we need to be paying attention to. Trade no. you. I say that right all here, yeah. right now. But yeah, yep. I I talk to my father about that all the time. I was like, you sit here half your day watching CNN and all these big name politicians that ain't gonna do nothing for none of us. That shit doesn't even get to our level. Nope. And you don't know who controlled District Four. Precinct, yeah, right. Precinct, oh, right. right, right. I'm in, I'm in Johnston County. So, and in North Carolina, Johnston County is um, it's a mostly predominantly white area. Um, and it's rural, super rural. I'm looking at who's gonna be the um, who's gonna be the mayor in this area. I'm looking at who's gonna be the next um sheriff. I'm looking at all of this because that's why I'm voting. I need to yeah. know what's going on. And then North Carolina as a whole, I'm looking at the governor. Who how did yo bro? I don't give. I asked my man. My man is part is a part of the Democratic Caucus. I purposely just did this just to mess with him online. I said, "Yo, bro, who who's the candidates for the Democrat side this year?" Yeah, I'm sure you did that. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you know troll. I be troll. I be trolling too. Oh, he finally to responded. <laughs> it took him days to respond. It's, he had to go look that up. <laughs> no, no, he he know he knew what I didn't want to hear. He said, "It's only one choice." I said, "I guess I ain't voting, bro." This is my problem with politics. I'm not a big politics person, but this is my issue with it. When I was a child, my mother always told me, don't discuss religion and politics. It's always going to be an argument in the fight, right? And you know, you don't listen to your parents. and you get older, certain things come back up. That's what I hate about politics. You can't even ask a person, why do you vote Democrat? Yep. You know what I'm saying? What's, you know what the answer is going to be? Libertarian. Uh, regardless, my, regardless of what the answer did it, my dad yeah. did it. And that, so that's not that's an answer. What it is, like, and now there there are a lot of black Republicans now. A lot of there's black a lot Republicans. more black Republicans than you would imagine. No, yeah. I'm saying even running for office in a lot of areas, there are progressive Republicans that are our age. Now you're telling me I can't vote for him or care about what he has to say when he's speaking because next to his name is an R. But I see a black man that looks like me. You know I, just don't want you, I don't know I just what don't want saying. you niggas to be coontastic. That's my only so, thing. Look, right. Even Democrat and Republican. You can't be there's, there's, there's Democratic coons too. That's what I'm talking about, both of them. Definitely. Republican or Okay, Democrat. okay, okay. Yeah, so, I don't want I'm no saying, I can't, But I can't write him off just because he has an R next to his name. Nah, never. Nor can I'm, I support him just because it has a D. Right. You know what so I'm like saying? So like our lieutenant governor right now, Robinson, right? right? Yep. He said some wild things. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. He yeah, said yeah. some wild things, um, but the first time I actually saw him was on YouTube at a at a Greensboro City Council meeting arguing about um, gun rights for yeah. average citizens. Right, and that's what caught my attention. So you're going to tell me I can't vote for him because I don't necessarily agree with what he says, but my gun rights are big to me. Thanks. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Uh, even even when you have Republicans in office, usually our taxes are lower. Yes. Everybody loves money. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So we, right, we, we have we, we have to think about those things when it comes to our communities as opposed to, you know, because racism is there, whether it's uh, overt or covert. You get what right. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's either in your face or behind your back. Which one would you accept? Right. I'd rather accept the one that's in your face. I Me know too. exactly yeah. what I'm dealing yeah. with. Oh, the one behind your back. Yep. Dude, they plotting on you in a way because you might be divulging information to them that they could take back, utilize because you're not expecting it. Bro, I, I appreciate that's the difference between the Midwest and the South. 
I appreciate when a white person shows me what their true colors are. And I've told some to their face before. I appreciate the fact you showed me what kind of a person you actually are. Now I know how to deal with you from this day forth. We will be just fine. Yeah. Because you got some liberals. When I was in Iowa, man, you got some liberal. Iowa is one of those states, man. The white people up there are different than the white people down in Texas. Yeah. Definitely. I would imagine. (laughs) And, but they, they are so liberal. They have programs. They smile on your face. They want to be a help. And I'm like, you the worst kind that certain, not all of them, just yeah, certain yeah. people. Yeah. You're the worst kind because you have a good face card. Uh-huh. Your face card says this, and you present this. this but all right. the while, you're working behind the scenes to, to diminish any and everything. But down here, I know this fool is from Vida, Texas. I know this fool is redneck straight up. And he don't like black people. He going to tell you to your face, I don't like black people. Uh, cool, because I don't like you. Not saying I don't like white people, but I don't like you mm-hmm. and your cool, attitude. Yeah. So you can we can agree to mutually go our separate ways. Yeah. But when like you smiling in my face and we got a vibe and I'm thinking you cool, and all the while you're using that to right. subvert something that could be positive to a lot right. of people, it's like, I, I was on this that post. I really want to hit in the head with a hatchet. Right. I was on this post on um Instagram. It was like it was this guy who was like, it's a lot of black people not um not voting for president, this, that, and the third, they or not voting at all, this, that, and the third. I told him, I said, yo, I put in the comment, I said, it's not that we're not voting. I said, we're voting. We're just focusing more on the vote that matters to us. Y'all want us to only vote for Biden and Democrats. That's not the case no more. We're not doing that no more. We're not just following. We're just not following the traditional way of what blacks are supposed to vote. Because we all, you know, we all know traditionally at one point we only voted Republican. You know what I'm saying? Blacks started out Republican. And then, you know, transitioned to Democrat because once again, everybody catered to whatever it needs. They know they need us. We got to start making them motherfuckers earn our vote, man. We, like like Jay said, we get that joint up so quickly, yo. We just so give easy, it up. We, 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 like, soon as someone say we got a bucket of chicken and some hot sauce in the purse, we were ready to vote for them. Ooh, I'm like, the fuck on, out on, of here, on another level, that's so much that's condescending so, shit that comes out. We, even when Biden said, if y'all don't vote for me, you must not be black. And I ain't like, vote dude, for that. I watched your record yeah, when but, you was in the Senate. Biden is the same man. Biden is the same man that called us monkeys. He didn't no. want his children right. going to school with them monkeys. He's the same man. Yeah, bro. We lose I mean, even like the, a super predator. Go ahead, go ahead, Jake. Go ahead, even Jake. the Chucks, the Chucks and Pearls movement. Yep. That was oh a slap in our face, bro. Man, and you know, Trey, you know Chucks I was on one yeah, yeah, yeah. acting a fool. Yeah, I was, was talking was, mad junk. I didn't care. Yeah. But Harry, see, how, how long how long did the Chucks and Pearls last? Two weeks? Two weeks. <laughs> was yeah. it even two weeks? <laughs> two weeks. I ain't seen her since. Bro, my, 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 my mother even asked me, where has she been? Oh, I saw her line dancing at the uh, Celebration Bowl about a month ago. That's the last time I've seen it, bro. Uh, wait, then, does that, does that mean that? Hold up. Everybody was acting like they were so shocked when they saw her family. Why? Because they don't do their research, bro. Listen, 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 that's what I'm saying. All the AKs. If you would have seen the hit. All the AKs and the Deltas and all the sorority (laughs) sisters was like, oh, happy as hell. They had the T-shirts. They were doing photo shoots with pearls on and chucks, all of that. And then when she showed her family, everybody was like, oh. Yeah, we know she slept her way to the top. Yeah, and then she, she and then she married. Um, it was a plan. It was a plan. It was a plan. 
I mean, that's hey, what she. Bro. That's how. She, I mean, if you ask people um, about what she did when she was um, what in um, as an attorney, she attorney. was a uh, DA. DA. They they will tell and you all them black dudes that she locked up just for numbers it's for not, stats. There's not one person in California that has a good thing to say about her. I will tell no. you that. Bro. I mean, literally, literally, brother, she actually held people in prison who should have been let out. Exactly. Due to marijuana laws exactly. being yeah. uh, being lifted, they, they, they come on, man. Trillions on. She did the same thing with the Alabama um, DA is doing right now in Alabama, where he he doesn't he doesn't want to. Yeah, currently right now he doesn't want to release none of the people that's on um um that should be released right now. Their time is up. He's like they they are good good people to 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 clean the cars and keep working in right. uh, <laughs> like he literally Bruh, said that this. is the most <laughs> like he Bruh. literally said that. Wow. Like, he was See, like, he was like, we're releasing, we're releasing all the super bad guys, but why are we? He said, we're not releasing the um the super bad guys, but we want to release the good guys, the ones that 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 we use to to work in these fields and keep cleaning these cars and and doing the manual labor work for the jails. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That that's Crazy, fucking man. incredible. Yeah, it's different. It's a different time, and I think I think right now, um, I'm I'm deaf, Jay. I, yo, I'm with you. A, thousand percent on us um forcing we need to self self-preservation focus on us stop yeah. running to it because running to the democratic or just whatever side that just that thinks that we supposed to you know, we need well, definitely more what you, you think we that? need another party yes because right now this these two parties are both feckless no you know what no we they, don't they, need they, another they, party they, i think we need we need go back for what somebody, you just like said. Me, mm-hmm. somebody like me somebody like me it's some Republicans that I like their agenda yeah. and what they're doing in yeah. local government. Mm-hmm. It's some Democrats. I'm like, I like some of the things that you're working on. Yeah. But if you just make the ticket, you vote straight Republican or straight Democrat, or you have to go through and pick. I'm like, man, you just need a whole different party that's more progressive well, and understand. You got people that are 70 and 80 years old running government. But no, Dude, no one, no one is gonna, and, no one is gonna vote other party because we have the independent. I'm an independent. So I decided not okay. to play any side. I'm not any side. I play. I play my shit down the middle. No one is gonna vote on any independent um, president ballot because it, because we're conditioned. the money that's involved. We could, uh, it's not even that the money because we had Ross. You know, not not to bring up Ross Perot, but Ross Perot been the independent front runner for oh, yeah, years back Ross. in the day when we was younger, and yeah, he was richer than he was richer than most. Yeah, he was billionaire. <laughs> he was back a billionaire. Then. He's been a billionaire. You know, rest his soul. I mean, Bernie Sanders, he ran the independent movement for a True. minute and he he's richer than <laughs> most of everyone. But the but look, thing is this. People said gonna... Bernie people said Bernie Sanders was too old, but is he older than Biden? No. Man, it don't even. Hey, they both went to high school with Jesus, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> was Bernie, was, was All Bernie of them older old. than Trump Biden? Old, Trump old. I want to try to cut you yeah. off. Yeah. We need a we need an age cap at how old, because Biden is 88. Biden is 88. But look, is there I even a seven? Is there no, he can't be eighty. No, Biden's eighty something. Yeah. No, he's in his. No, Biden, he's like eighty one. He's like eighty one. Yeah, eighty one. Trump is seventy eight. Trump is seventy eight. Biden is like eighty one, eighty two. I just said eighty eight. You trying to lock this dude up? You gonna lock this dude up? But you got people that are, man, they about to cash out. Oh yeah. And they making decisions. It got to be a cap. Okay, man. like that that governor for California, right? Right. Newsom. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! He I said he's, all a, he's a bomb. He's fucking California. Well, I guarantee over. you, this is gonna be your next presidential candidate. Oh yeah, he's definitely gonna be. He's yeah. in his late forties, yeah. early fifties. Yeah, guarantee you, the push that's gonna come behind, because he's the most polished looking right. governor that's out. Right. 
and they're going to pair him with someone that may be a black woman that may be yeah. progressive in some nature, but ultra conservative. And it's like, right. yo, this is next. But the, you know what the biggest thing that needs to change? Senators and um, congressmen they stay there for 25, women, 30 years. They too long on the, on, uh, too long in their spot. It should yeah, be, they should agree. be term based. They're, they have lifetime seats. Like some of them, yeah. like dude, damn yeah. it, died sitting and up, he sitting up put his dog. He put his wife in. How was Jesse Helms? Remember Jesse Helms? Years ago, Jesse Helms was like ninety. Yeah, Jesse Helms had to been like ninety years old when he died. Oh, Mitch McConnell had four, four um heart attacks, bro, sitting at the at the JC. Well, no, not heart attacks. He had a stroke. Stroke. That man had four strokes standing up there talking to us, bro. He's too old, bro. They too old. Like they, Man. they definitely need, they definitely need their like they need to be up for up for renewal every every couple of years, every, but like they four are, or five they years. They get reelected because of the money. Yep. You ever you ever seen that movie Distinguished Gentleman? Yeah. With uh, yes. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Every time I see that movie and it pops up every blue moon, I'm like, this is it for real. They made a movie based on this yep. for real, and everything that you see, we have a, a Sheila Jackson Lee down here. She was running for mayor and mm -hmm. she said she was going to resign from her seat in the house and she was segueing her daughter as her See? replacement. See? I'm like, wait a minute. See, you can have this and then tell them who it, you keep want. it within the family. They keep that seat within the I'm family. Like, and then I'm looking at different areas. When you go to vote, nobody even ran for this district. And I'm saying to myself, how much do they pay? Man, I need to go run for one of these fucking Senate seats because <laughs> you got a chick that Bobert chick didn't even graduate high school. See, that's crazy. Didn't Marjorie Taylor Green. See, you wait a minute. Come on, man. Y'all are this stupid, and y'all are getting elected <laughs> because no one is. How do that I local government get crazy? the right people behind me to say, "Hey, you know, Mr. White, he's a he's no a one is mental health professional, government. and he does this." And well, that's why oh. a lot of these small communities never grow because down there where my parents are at. That's kind of where they grew up at. There'll be people on the ticket with no qualifications, no education, no life experience, nothing. That just now all of a sudden they're head of the school board, and you wonder they why somebody education you, is wow. so fucked head up. Head of the school and board, and sometimes board. nobody else is running against you. So you looking yeah. at your ticket, and there's one person, and you be like, "Oh, I ain't voting for this motherfucker." <laughs> and then don't matter. So so if I get one vote. <laughs> you know one vote, he out of these smaller communities, that's why they don't grow. Yep. And when they when they decide to grow, they're gonna push the black people out because the black people don't even realize they're being pushed out because they'll get right. offered small things like you were saying yep. before, and they'll fall for it. Like Durham right now, Durham is in a justification phase, and a lot of these niggas have no yes. idea what's going on. Yes, because they got these generational houses and they choose not to pay taxes. Then they get this letter in the mail: "Oh, we'll buy your home for X amount of dollars." They'll offer you thousand dollars. <laughs> they'll offer you sixty sixty thousand dollars without you realizing your house is valued three hundred right now. Yep. Cause my townhouse right, my townhouse right now is valued. My townhouse is valued three times what I purchased yeah. it for. Yep. Yeah. That's why I I refuse to sell even when I leave. That's but like my mother home. My mother home in Durham ask, is, is I'm sure, three yeah. times more than what it what it was purchased for. But if you don't have the information, you don't know. You believe in these white people. Well, crime is high and this and that or whatever, and you'll run and leave. You're in the floodplain. Oh, <laughs> uh, they literally have things. a neighborhood that's called Acres Homes. The reason it's called Acres Homes is every home is built on an acre lot. Wow. 
Do you know how many new townhomes that yeah. they build on one acre? Oh yeah, they, they, they put, put a, they like can put about fourteen, eight. seven. Yeah. Oh yeah, on this line seven, no, on, seven on the, the other line. line. You're right. You're right. They, they'll this... pack in. They'll pack in an acre. They'll pack yeah. an acre in, boy. I'm trying oh, to do that. And I'm day. saying to myself, that's Me been too. in your family for thirty. Five forty years. I'm buying land but in you South owe Carolina so much now to do in that. back taxes. I I can't front because I got four and a half. Yeah, <laughs> I can't I can't front. But at the same time, I'm like, if you're gonna sell it to me, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. And it's pennies because on the dollar, man. The way you look at it, the way they selling it, they selling these lands pennies on the dollar, man. And 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 we missing out. That's another thing I, I hate that we miss out on. Yes, we in an economic boom when it comes to all the black people want to be real estate agents, but we not the one purchasing property. The real estate investors. Investors, right. We're not the one investing and purchasing. Bro, you look at land, that's the one thing we can't get more of. You can purchase yeah. land. Land is very inexpensive. Now it's the cleaning the land off that's going to yeah. start getting costly, different things like that. If you got X amount of trees, we don't know. You can sell those trees to oh, a place. Bruh. You, you might have and, and get your money off. $3 million <laughs> worth of trees on your land. Oh, I know. <laughs> I didn't know people stole trees. Yes. Trey, Trey. People <laughs> will no. come steal no. your trees, bro. If you got and a bunch of land them. sitting up, they will literally just, loggers will come in before you know your tree's gone. You're you like, know. what the hell? Because they done took it. They think you're, they know it's unoccupied. It's abandoned. Nobody yep. said anything. It was no gate up. Listen, th- this is a funny thing. I, bu- I bought my first building this past year, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm at right now, in my building. My building is sitting on an acre and a half of land, right? And I have a paved parking lot, and it's shaped like a U. How many? Now, and I'm next to a neighborhood. So people think, because I don't have signs up, that they can come and park in the driveway. Right. Because it's paved. And I got signs up, private area, do not park here. So the other day, uh, a tow truck came and just parked his truck here. I happened to be here at 1030 at night. I walked outside. I said, uh, I called the number on the truck. And the guy said, no, no, I'm not in your area. And I said, yes, a truck parked on my property. And the guy that came out, he was acting brody. He said, man, anybody could park here. I said, no, anybody can't except for me. I'm the owner. He said, you don't own this property. I said, yeah, why would I be calling your boss to tell him to get his truck off my property? If right. I didn't own it, why would I do that at night? Right. And he said, he said, man, he started catching the attitude. He said, you might as well say you own that over too, over there too. I said, I do own that over there. He said, you own the church? I say, no, nah, I own all the property next to the church. That mm. four and a half acres, that's me. Plus this over here. And he mm. said, now move your ain't, no, ain't no nigga, ain't no nigga got no, no, no money to do that. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> really, bro? That's why I always keep this nine on me, just in always, case. It's, always. The it's, a show. it's always, yeah. Then I'm like, but think about that, bro. Think how short-minded we are when in, in that in that retrospect that you're gonna say they no nigga can own that much land in this area, and like, it ain't about a how lot. Short-minded we are, yeah. and it don't even be that expensive, bro. My wife and I going through that right now, where we looking at where we looking at buying some piece of property and we're getting inspected and all that other stuff. This land's been sitting is in our hometown where we from. But we had people that we know tell us, oh, they ain't going to sell that to y'all. Bro, shit, them motherfuckers ready to throw that shit to no. us and add some more. Because they can't keep up with it. <laughs> you can't keep the, if you need to have, look, what I own, guess, dog, it cost me $900 a month to get the grass cut. 
See, why would I want anybody just parking on something that I'm spending an exorbitant amount of money on to maintain just so you could come and take advantage of? It? So when you got people that got acres and they can't keep it maintained, they can't keep up with the tax. The taxes might be $200 a year, yep. but you'd have missed it for the last 25 years. <laughs> and there's a chunk that you got to pay to keep it out of being at the auction. Auction, right. Let me, but yo, guys. Let me go ahead, yeah, go go ahead, ahead. bro. No, no, no. Who's going to wrap it Let me pay your back taxes. Let uh -huh. me throw you some money per acre. I'll give you four or five, $700 an acre. I just was and learning that's, about that too. That's that's the hustle. That's how they yeah. get people. <laughs> I was just learning that same thing. So, hey man, I like to, I like, we're going to wrap it up. Um, I want to thank you guys all uh, for jumping on and being part of the the episode today. Um, my, my guy, Eric, I know you, he left a little early. Um, anything you guys want to promote, talk about Jay, you got anything, Jay Cook, you got anything you want to promote, talk about real quick, what you got going on? Um, I do have a business consultant firm. Um, and we're selling apparel right now through my site, uh, the influential lifestyle, dot com um i got a shirt on right now it's all about um being influencing each other to be better people um so if you want to check that out you can do that um think about dabbing back into a little bit of music i ain't told trey about that but i think i'm gonna do that as well but um i do thank you all for allowing me to be on the platform this was dope yo trey make sure we get that um that that um website and stuff bro you can send that over yeah yeah i'll get it we'll put, it, we'll put that up on in the in the um you know that buys picture and put it in the description. Sure, Chris, sure. my brother, what you what you got? What you, what you, uh, what man, you working on? We really focusing on the Launchpad. Um, if you like to check it out, it's the Launchpad.life, where we focus on mental health, behavioral health, and addiction support. Uh, if you are a man or you're in need of mental health help, or you just having life issues that you would like to deal with uh, from a black male perspective, uh, I'm definitely here to help you. I have four clinicians on staff. I have two doctors. So if you're in need, the launchpad.life, you can come and check us out and um, set up an appointment. We do free consultations. Yeah, I'm going to be bringing the family down there before the year's out, too. Over no doubt. Probably. Yeah, we're going to be coming down there. I already told them. So right. do Anything that. you want to promote? Anything you promote? Yeah, myself, my nigga. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Big trade dot. You know what I mean? Yo, um, yeah, at boy trade dot, man. All the social medias, man. Um, you know, just follow me, see what I got going on. Got a uh, two EPs probably come out in April, and I'm gonna do a uh, release party probably in Charlotte, North Carolina with a live band. I'm gonna have some fun, man, with some grown people listening to some music, man, being influential, as my brother Shay says, man, and trying to. Enjoy this music as a way to relax, as a way to be therapeutic within the rhythm, man. Really having fun with it. The acceptance of it has been great. I mean, humbled, I will say, I did not expect it to be received as well as it has been. And my brother T.S. has been a big part of that. And K-Dub been a big part of keeping my mind from going crazy. But, yo, it's been dope, man. It's been dope. And I appreciate everyone that's been supportive. That's what's up, what's up. Um, for me, man, by the time this podcast release, um, the God What You Need um, TV um, side of things will be relaunched. We had some issues when we partnered with the company um, out in um, Palestine and they had the war and things happened where we couldn't relaunch. But um, I buckled down and <laughs> finished coding and getting everything together. So by the time this episode drops, you will also go on Roku and check out our TV channel. And um, and then we'll be rolling a couple things out. Also, man, um. 
I'm on a radio back doing radio again. Um, I'm on satellite radio, but I'm also on um, independent internet radio on We Got The Jams Radio. Check out my show. It's called The Vibes with Tall Sean every, every um, Friday and Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you follow me on social media at TS is who I am, you'll find everything there. Um, my show has been kind of going crazy. We've been, we've been, um, I've been having a lot of live listeners. Um, I'm at about 1500, um, live listeners on my show for that hour. It uh, ranged between 15 and about, about 900 during that time frame, which is damn good for an independent internet radio show. Um, yeah, holla at the dot box too. I'm on his network also. I gotta play this show. We got the dot box every night. 90s hip hop, early 2000s hip hop, dope playlist of music. You can just ride to bringing them classics out. We have fun with that, man. We have a lot of fun, yeah. man. Um, but I like to thank you all, guys. Once again, I thank you all for um just being a part of the episode. And and I, I really thank you, Trey. End us off of the this the first this the first of the year. This the first part of the year. I need you end us off with some good words, man. So let's let's hear um, we look forward to it. I'm gonna recycle what I said in my last interview, man. Um, I wanna also put it on this platform. The people that you know personally will intentionally ignore you and what you're doing in hopes that you stop what you're doing and progressing and doing the things that they're either scared or not capable to do. So don't lose focus on what you're trying to do in life. Stay on your goals, stay on your dean. Keep in motion. There we go. I love it, yo. All right, all right, guys, it's the Black Male Podcast. TS is who I am. Trade that is who I am. And we're out, yo. Catch y'all next, next episode. Peace. All right. All right. Hey, peace. <laughs>